To celebrate the new year, we're having the biggest sale ever on overstock clearance and brand new products. For example, save 60% on our Goose Down comforters, the best comforters ever. They go perfectly with our MyPillow bed sheets and duvet covers. Save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels. They're made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Our initial quantities are extremely low, so get them now before they go. Our seasonal flannel sheets are finally in. You save up to 50% and they sell out fast every year, so order now. They're truly the best flannel sheets you'll ever sleep on. Or save up to 80% on all our clearance items. And this is where it gets even better. For a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. I am not frightened of these people. I I spent my life serving others and and I love my country. This thing is not going to just slip away. They're not going to take us without a fight. I'm going to fight legally and peacefully and within the parameters of the Constitution that I've sworn to serve. But they're going down. These these men and their high perch and their their position of power and authority and are walking upon our entire history, our deepest core principles. They're not going to get away with it. They have so far. We'll see. Powerful people in this country, they want to make sure no one hears your, your voice. They want everyone to look at you like a far-right, crazy conspiracy theorist. Is that who you are? No, man. I'm a regular American man. I'm an investigator, police officer by background. I'm going to continue to speak the truth, whether anybody likes it or not. You've always been controversial. And even when you were in law enforcement, you did those uh, Crime Stopper videos that went viral. People loved them. You got a lot of heat for them too. The Gremlin Street Gang is responsible for hundreds of violent crimes, murders, armed robberies, witness intimidation, burglaries, drug trafficking, extortion, and brutal beatings. We've arrested 10 of these thugs and have warrants on seven more. You will be hunted, you will be tracked, and if you raise your weapon to a man like me, we'll return fire with superior fire. Darren Carter, you think men like these are afraid? Previously, on The Pete Santilli Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be an intense topic, okay? Mm. And we can't just come around the gates and talk about it, but I'm going to tell you something right now. That segment with Tucker Carlson is proof mm -hmm. positive yeah. uh, 
that that America has been so dumbed down. Mm-hmm. I mean, so dumbed down. It's it's amazing that that Clay Clark or Clay Clark. <laughs> Clay. It's amazing that Clay Higgins. Mm-hmm. It's like this the depravity and the FBI is blah blah. I'm like, mm-hmm. hold on a second. Let me open up my manual. I mean, tell yeah. you, my legal cases. Okay, all the way back to 2014, there were FBI agents that showed up in Bunkerville, Nevada. They mm-hmm. went to the local pawn shop and picked up an old pair of cowboy boots <laughs> and, and, and got dressed up and went and put up flags yep. and ran a influence operation months in advance of the April 12th. And it's not, it wasn't a standoff either, but we'll get right. into that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a standoff. It was literally a influence operation. Well, let me look at two of the bigger banks are going to come out. They're going to start off the earnings season on Friday. So are the markets already starting to anticipate that, right? You know, what are the markets anticipating? You can get lost in the you can get lost in the weeds if you're trying to understand everything. You can't understand it all. It's impossible. There's too many factors, too many variables, and so forth. So that doesn't mean it's hopeless. What it means is we have to use some other tool that's reliable, and that comes back to these structures, these mnemonics that, that help us sort through those, help us sift through the weeds and the muck. Are you hearing any grumblings? Are they concerned about uh, election manipulation and fraud? Yeah, yeah. There's there's some reports of you know China. China using AI and naval technologies. A lot of it is also just uh, uh, manipulation of social media uh, and China using TikTok and and other social media to send a pro-China message. Now they've they kind of learned because in 2020 they were very hawkish toward Taiwan, which really drove the election and it was a strong TPP victory. Um, and uh, you know they, they 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 passed a national security law in uh, December of 2019. The election was in January 2020. Uh, the national security law forbade anybody from taking foreign money in regards to election, which allowed them to arrest a bunch of folks at the KMT who were dirty and taking money from the mainland. So uh, so they really dominated in 2020. This time. China is trying to play a uh, low, uh, lower profile. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, but uh, she just came out with a very, very strong statement. Uh, probably the strongest statement any any uh, president of China has ever made. And it was very aggressive about we will we will take Taiwan uh, soon. And uh, is that what he said? I don't right out in the open, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, and I mean, it was pretty, pretty clear that they, the intent was to unify whether Ta- Taiwan wanted to or not. Uh, it's U.S. law that we, we will not allow uh, coercion. We will not allow a forceful takeover. And I think the, the population, I was surprised at the number of older people at the DPP rally who wanted into who, uh, wanted independence. I talked to a number of folks and they wanted independence. And this was the older folks, you know, not. Ah, another beautiful morph. What now? I'm a dragon, bro. (laughs) Dude, you're in our airspace again. Can you adjust the knot? I do what I want. Now surrender to Big Daddy China. Okay, guys. Execute Operation Eagle Moose. Yo, Taiwan, bro. What's up? You're looking for freedom? Oh, I want to help too, eh? Hey. 
Spotlight, Canada. Get out of here. Sorry. Now, you two leave. I'm in the middle of something. Hey, you, China. You big commie bully. What? You call me? I'm a f you up. Hi, Mike. Want me to prep the emus? Nah, this is gonna take a while. Both of you honkies. Shut up, Canada. I'm so sorry. Oh, what a beautiful... What the f*** is that? In Taiwan, this is China here. Time to come back to Papa, okay? Hi, hello? Australia? I need you, man! China still thinks we belong to them and they're here to conquer us! Yes! Okay, I'll meet you at the port. I have sailed as fast as me old Ryu could swim, mate. You're a lifesaver! Okay, what did you bring? Well, I brought me trusty boomerang, this boxing kangaroo, and a crocodile that shoots lasers from his mouth. What the f Dude, it's China we're talking about! Ah, you suck my battleship! Okay, yeah, that was sick.战区空军出动数十架歼击机In a recent press interview, President Joe Biden confirmed that United States men and women would fight to defend Taiwan from a Chinese invasion. This prompted immediate outrage from China, who claimed the U.S. was violating its own One China policy. In response, President Biden ordered U.S. and Canadian warships to sail through the Taiwan Strait. For decades, the U.S. operated under a strategic ambiguity in regards to Taiwan, never truly committing to its defense, but strongly hinting that it would oppose a Chinese invasion with military force of its own. This had served as a diplomatic lubricant between the U.S. and China, as China sees reunification with Taiwan as a matter of not just national pride, but of survival for the Chinese Communist Party. A free and independent Taiwan is a direct affront to Chinese attempts to become a global superpower, something it has yet to achieve. If the nation can't neutralize one renegade province right off its own shores, it'll never be able to be a credible global power. For the CCP, Taiwan's democracy is an existential threat on their own grip on Chinese power. Now, President Biden Biden has said the quiet part out loud, and China can expect to face U.S. forces if it attempts to invade Taiwan. But just what would the U.S. do in case of an invasion? A Chinese invasion of Taiwan could only take place during the two or three week window in either spring or fall, when the tides are favorable. Chinese forces could also only land on a limited number of beaches suitable for the offloading of infantry and vehicles, and all of these are highly defended and booby-trapped in advance. Further, an invasion would take months to prepare, giving Taiwan ample warning and allowing its Navy time to mine the Taiwan Strait. It would be the most costly military operation in terms of life and resources since the great battles of World War II. And even without the U.S. aid, China is unlikely to succeed, despite... You walk into this room at your own risk, because it leads to the future. 
Not a future that will be, but one that might be. This is not a new world. It is simply an extension of what began in the old one. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. It has refinements, technological advances, and a more sophisticated approach to the destruction of human freedom. But like every one of the super states that preceded it, it has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. everybody welcome 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 get your coffee in hand uh and i'm going to discombobulate you this morning i was saying yesterday uh our show format going into uh 2024 uh covering our top news headlines right out of the gates and then also keeping an eye on the financial markets and uh with craig winklewitz uh covering data uh, coming at 8.30 a.m. or so, morning bell. Uh, this morning, uh, before I get I get started here and bring um, Dr. Uh, Kirk on, as well as Craig Winklewitz, let me tell you what we have in, in store today. Um, let's go to this right now. Big news. I'm going to uh, tell you what the agenda is today. Uh, but big news regarding Taiwan big and you'll see that the the bioweapons uh lab that they have out there 11 level four i stumbled into this last night i had dr uh judy uh mikovitz on and that basically produced an explosion of new information uh, biden complicit and trafficking wait till you hear a congresswoman uh that laid that out uh we're also gonna Identify that Speaker Johnson, he's just McCarthy uh, 2.0. Absolute disgusting display of hijacking the speakership and just giving the Democrats what they want and handing the FBI, um, which, by the way, covered up the Clinton-Epstein 
pedophilia. <laughs> Can you imagine? It was difficult to say that. Um, absolutely difficult to say that. Mm. Wow. Let's see. Let me just check something real quick because our last. And please tell me that we, oh, we got a little technical glitch here. Stand by. Hold on one second, folks. Uh, I will take care of it. Now I'm going to bring Dr. Kirk on um, and Craig Winklewitz. But just give me just one second because we have a little minor technical glitch that I'll fix right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. Stand by. So our top news headline, uh, we're going to dig into Taiwan's. Uh, it's actually a level four. Uh, and that is a level four. That's the highest level uh, bioweapons lab out there in, um, in Taiwan. And has a lot to do with, with what um, uh, Winnie the Pooh, the, um, the head of China's CCP, why he wants to go take over Taiwan. I'm sure in the same fashion that uh, Vladimir Putin um, uh, shut down the 15 labs um, out there in Ukraine. All right, so let's get to it. Um, gentlemen, good morning and welcome. Welcome. A lot of, um, you know, let's work the bottom up of our uh, top news headlines. Debt, um, Biden's debt, up $6.2 trillion dollars under Biden. Can I, and Dr. Kirk, good morning to you. Craig, good morning to you. Um, let me tell you what my initial reaction was when I saw that. So all this money and I see Johnson, they're distributing all this. How much of this stuff ever makes it to your wallets? Trillions. Uh, or less. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, Pete, if you look at the money that they're printing for all this stuff is 6.2 trillion. You have to reconcile that with the M2 money supply. M2 money supply is checking accounts, savings accounts, money markets. That's actually in decline. You know, they've taken about uh, pushing, I'd have to look, 700, $800 billion out of M2 money supply in the last 12 months. I mean, that's a lot. Right. So that's not hitting the public. It's actually not even staying the same. It's it's leaving probably in preparation for a central bank digital currency because you can't have paper dollars and digital dollars at the same time because they're going to compete with each other. You know, uh, Craig, six point two trillion dollars. What if I were to mail you a check for a hundred grand? Would that be a lot of money in your household in Ohio? Sure. Yeah, that goes a long way in the Midwest. Well, less than it did, but still fair way. Fair, fair. If you, and I, I'm not one to do the graphical pictorials, but imagine you, we could literally ship um, you guys, me, a couple of our friends, $100,000 checks every single day for the next 50 years and not even scratch the surface of $6.2 Isn't that true? I mean, it's that much. Yeah. And you just, you know, you have to question where does it all go? Right. I mean, there's no accountability, you know, we've had, you know, the accounting boards are supposed to be there to, to look after this stuff. Department of defense loses money like crazy. I mean, there's just no accountability anywhere. And uh, so where does that money go? You know, I can remember back, you know, when I was a kid, you would hear the stories of the $800 hammer or the $2,000 toilet, you know, that's going into the government 
facilities and it's only gotten worse right i mean it's just we don't even hear that anymore it's just you know billions and trillions just disappearing so i don't know where it goes and and uh dr kirk and i we we've talked about what percentage of you know our income is going towards paying the national debt so a large portion of the money that's being moved around is just to pay interest on the debt that we've accrued isn't there well, if you look at Biden's 2024 budget, it's it's pushing a trillion dollars. I think it just surpassed a trillion. Well, we bring in $4.7 trillion a year. So a trillion in interest-only payments on a $4.7 trillion income basis, we're well over 20% mm -hmm. of our entire income goes to interest payments. And what makes this even creepier, uh, you know, Craig just brought up the the defense department, right? So so our defense budget is like $880 billion a year. We're paying more in interest only payments than to to actually fund our entire defense department to protect our country. <laughs> it's insane, right? It's like this is where the debt spiral has got out of control. But Pete and Craig, I remember back to Man, this is a long time ago, maybe 2007-ish, 2006. And I was watching the, the debt to GDP ratio, even back then. And we had gotten to about 80%. 80% of our total GDP was now our, our debt, right? So, so you look at it now, and our debt has surpassed gross domestic product. We're at 123%. Well, why this is important is, you know, looking throughout history, 100% of the time, if if you were a gambler going to Vegas and the, and the odds were 100% of the time you're going to lose, just don't go, Pete. Don't go, right? right so 100% right. so of the time when a country's debt equals its GDP, there's some kind of a systemic change, right? Either they move from a democracy to a dictatorship, a dictatorship to a democracy. There's a currency change like Venezuela, Argentina, Zimbabwe, whatever. But it's but it's like this pendulum shifting moment that a country never, ever, ever recovers from, ever. And, and if you think about it, put it down to the family level. Let's say that your debt was more than your income. All right, years of that, you're gonna just have to file bankruptcy. You're gonna have to look to your spouse and say, honey, I'm I'm stupid. We uh we spent way more than than what we earned. We we have to file for bankruptcy. Well, here's the thing. What's true for an individual is true for a country, right? This is why when we've got more debt than we've got income, productivity, gross domestic product, the country will go bankrupt, right? So so here's where it gets even worse. Last week the IMF came out with their projection by 2028, 100%, again, bad odds here, 100% of every country in the world, their debt is gonna surpass their gross domestic product. So it's unsustainable moving forward. The world has to go bankrupt, right? It's like, how does the world go bankrupt, right? So, well, they just simply can't pay off their debts. They have to have a change. Right. So what's the change? 
The change is simply, how about central bank digital currency? How about re we reset the fiat-based money creation of, of the Federal Reserve and, and the European Central Bank and the Bank of Japan and every central bank around the world and go with something different? See, this is the, the big mask that they're saying, we're going to have this digital currency that's completely transparent that we can actually control better than, than people using fiat, you know, private money for money laundering and human trafficking and drug trafficking and everything else. I mean, that's their narrative. That's the story. But the ugly reality is unified ledgers. Like I just saw this documentary that, that you all would love called the, like the great taking, right? It's like, oh my word, they changed everything. Mm. Everything. I mean, Craig, I don't know if you, if you saw, you know, kind of the, the legislation that happened and so forth in 2008, 2009, after the big recession slash depression that we had, they changed ownership at the banks of people's assets. So you think that your checking account, your savings accounts, yours, no, not anymore. Not since 2009, it became, you became a beneficial owner, which means you transferred ownership to the banks and now They'll let you use your money if they want you to use your money, if they have it, because the derivatives debt spiral exploded when Lehman Brothers went down and all these other companies went down and all these banks and financial institutions. And so how do you pay for that? Well, well let's not pay for it. Let's have the depositors pay for it because we just changed how bankruptcy looks for financial institutions in America. And we changed ownership to the banks. Now the depositors our beneficial owners is what it looks like, meaning eh, if we want you to have your money, we'll let you have it. You you gave up your ownership to us. Too bad, so sad, right? I mean, this is the world that we're living in where now it makes sense when stinking Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum says, you're going to own nothing and like it. Oh, no, we rephrase that. You didn't hear. Uh, we need to get you up to speed. Uh, we're going to steal from you, and if you try to stop us, we'll shoot you. Okay. Well, yeah. that's actually a better interpretation. Yeah, um, but they're literally, you know, the uh, we, we've been talking about these natural asset corporations that they're forming. They're literally going to lo just, uh, what is, you know what rehypothecation is, is, uh, hmm. Uh, they don't own it. They, we own the property. We own $170 trillion in natural resources wealth. They're adding value by saying the air, the water, and, you know, the easements uh, have value. And for uh, uh, climate change, we're going to assess the value and trade it on the New York Stock Exchange. They own none of it, but they're going to profit off or, uh, through every bit of it. Don't dare try to stop them from doing that. You know, the Bureau of Land Management... You know, uh, they have restrictions constitutionally from uh, trading on our property or value in our property. With these corporations, you're not going to be able to stop them. You're not going to be able to stop them. They're going to say, I have entitlement. I'll be able to, you know, uh, to, to own the air over your home. Um, but if you try to stop them, they will literally use their armies to, to get you off the land. They've been doing it like they've been doing to the ranchers for many, many decades. Um, you know, uh, let me, let me ask you something. This is, um, we're in a scenario now, the United States of America has accrued so much death. I was speaking of documentaries. I watched a documentary talking about the Rothschilds 
and they highlighted, you know, how they were acquiring their wealth. They said, remarkably, you know, England had made it through, you know, 10 years of war and didn't go bankrupt. And I was like, oh my, should we really be like super bankrupt? I mean, decades and we've been financing wars. We're the ones with the highest debt. Um, it is unsustainable, is it, not, is it not, gentlemen? You guys educate me. I don't see that it's sustainable. Just a war yeah. side along. War yeah, and to, and to put it in perspective, you know, um, Dr. Kirk brings up a good point. You know, he goes back to 2008 and talks about the changes that took place in the banking area. You go back to, you know, 9-11 and the changes that took place with, you know, freedoms that got taken, right? The Homeland Security, all these things get set up again back to what we first talked about, where's the money going, right? So we get these money drains. I think a lot of that came after 2000 and, you know, after the 9-11, right? Because a lot of things changed structurally. Then after 2007, 2008, the real estate crisis, again, just like Dr. Kirk was saying, a lot of things changed structurally. And then you look at COVID, right? Last false flag, and you get a lot of things, again, that are changing, you know, structurally. And so these big false flags are big turning points, you know, which I think most of us are aware of, but, you know, and then you talk about the bioweapons labs, right? So now we know that that's a money funnel, right? We see these, you know, the Vatican bank, we see how that's a money funnel, right? So we see all these, these funnels where the money's going and we look at these false flag events and we see the changes that take place in the aftermath of them. And I think that's how we can start to put it in perspective are these big, big events. And so the question is, you know, they're starting to come more rapidly. What's coming this year, right? That's the big question. What's coming now? Because we have this big election, this big, you know, brick wall we're coming up against where, you know, somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. How are they going to, how are they going to rig that game as we go into this? That That's the big question in my mind. This is a big year. Yeah. Uh, I just need to fiddle and fiddle. Um, right now we are, I, I mean, guys, I know you, you're not in the business of predicting, uh, but I mean, you, you can look down at the stick of dynamite that's underneath, you know, you're, that you're sitting on and see that the fuse is being lit. So we're not going to predict when it's going to go off, but we can pretty much see, you know, the fuse is lit and it's, it's common. You can try to calculate when the thing's going to gonna set off but we're not jumping off the dynamite we're sitting on a powder keg of debt right yeah i that mean will explode this just becomes totally weird and bizarre really quick so so we've been able to amass 34 trillion dollars of debt as a country because we're the reserve currency of the world right we were the petrodollar all oil settlements all international settlements traded in u.s dollars built-in demand for our currency whether we wanted it or not because other countries were doing stuff right so mm -hmm. so now here's where i'm not i'm truly not in the in the world of predicting but there's stuff happening on a timeline that's actually happening right underneath our nose right mm -hmm. so so january 1st what was that what eight days ago the BRICS nations you know, which they set in motion on August 22nd through 24th of 2023, when Putin said they were going to de-dollarize the world. How how could they do that? Well, they added Saudi Arabia and United Arab Emirates back in August. Now they added Egypt, Ethiopia, Argentina, Iran. It's like Iran into the BRICS nation. So what has Iran been doing since then? Well, they're flexing big and they're saying, hey, OPEC, you got to cut production of oil. 
right? Because that's going to cause the price to go up. Why would they want that? If price of oil goes up, then people are going to spend less when they're tapped out, right? No, they're going to spend about the same on oil because everything in the world that we use basically is oil, whether it's plastics or rubber tires on electric vehicles or you're heating your home or car driving or and flying, right? Everything uses oil. So, so who's the recipient? The oil producers. Who are now the oil producers? Six of the nine largest ones in the world are part of the BRICS nations, right? So, so here's where this is going to be a net benefit to them, a net drain on the United States and, and Europe, because we're not stinking oil independent. We're dependent on foreign oil, which is them, right? So in one fell swoop, they dismantled the petrodollar. They dismantled demand for the U.S. dollar, which means they're going to have to print money like there's no tomorrow to fund the debt ceiling talks, which are coming up again real soon, to fund, oh, Social Security, Medicare, which are very underfunded, right? They're they're undercapitalized. In a, in a world where we, we talk about all this global debt, Pete and Craig, it's like tons of it, you know, the, the IMF came out last week with their numbers for 2023. The total government debt globally is 97.1 trillion, 97.1. So what's America's debt? 34 trillion. It's like nuts. We're like 35% of all global debt in one country. And we could manage that when we're the reserve currency of the world and we had built-in demand for our currency. We can't manage that anymore because the, the, the reserve currency just changed to the BRICS nations for all intents and purposes. Like well, not that. completely, but the BRICS nations comprise at least Here's, somewhere between 50 and 70% of the world's population. Here's that's a, a big trading block that's no longer going to be using the dollar for oil settlement. This is a big deal. And we can't sustain that debt, which means to further, you know, that conversation that Craig and I were having, systemic change. They've got to change the monetary order of the world. And sadly, it's not going to be us. I mean, that's the sad reality. Now, and look at that visual representation, everybody, uh, of what Dr. Kirk just said. The United States is right here. I mean, um, you know, if, if we were... If this were a soccer ball, you know, we'd have almost half of it, would, wouldn't we, of the total uh, global debt. And interestingly enough, at the bottom of the article uh, on Natural News, uh, Mike Adams write the, 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 writes the fuse is on a slow burn. But at some point, uh, the debt powder keg will absolutely blow. Now, um, Craig, how is the U.S. dollar doing? And by the way, at 8.30, is this that, that moment in time where uh, the, the data uh, drops in? Uh, so two-part question. Your data hits right at about 8.30? Yeah, most of the economic data comes through at 8.30. Um, mm -hmm. we, um, today, we don't have a lot of data. Early in the week, we're, we're light-loaded to the front end of the week. Later in the week, we get Thursday, we get U.S. CPI. Um, we get a lot of CPI data. Tokyo had CPI data come out. Um, yesterday tonight we'll get australian cpi uh thursday we're going to get u.s cpi and then friday we'll get uh u.s purchasing managers and our producer price index and then th thursday night actually we'll also get china ppi or china cpi which is 
which isn't, you know, it's hard to know if we can trust that or not. <clears throat> so again, we throw China into the mix and we throw, you know, that whole equation in there because we haven't talked much about China and, and this transfer that Dr. Kurt's referring to, you know, where is this transfer of, of you know, the new currency and so forth. But taking it back to the dollar, the, the dollar is, you know, in my opinion, right, like the dollar has taken a hit this year, right? End of last year, we had a nice had a nice move up through, you know, March, April of last year into say August, September. And that was against everybody who was saying the dollar was going down. And then we get into, you know, the Fed pivot and we get into the CPI data between the CPI and the Fed, you know, we had two huge hits to the dollar, right? So back down, you know, about a six, seven, eight percent hit to the dollar. Right now, the dollars, as far as I'm concerned, if we break a dollar on the dollar basket, you know, one hundred, then we start to look at the dollars being problematic from a technical quantitative standpoint. If we start to break 95, we've got real problems. So those are my key points that I'm looking at to, to, you know, for the dollar. And so again, we get, you know, we get this CPI date on Thursday, is the dollar going to get another hit to it, right? Are we going to start to pierce that hundred on the dollar basket? Because right now the dollar is hovering right around, I don't know, what, what are we at 102 or something like that. So it's, um, you know, right around 102, 14. So again, the big, a big level, you know, from the harmonics that I look at 99.81 would be a big level for us to get to in the dollar. There's a lot of things that are kind of stranded right now. The dollar's stranded, the metals are stranded, the bond market's stranded, a lot of currency markets are crude oil stranded. There's a lot of markets right now we don't have a lot to lean against. So, you know, we're looking for something here to, to, to complete a harmonic so we have something to lean against. You know, silver would be one that would be nice to see it lean against. The dollar might be one. If we got 99.81, what happens at 99.81? Does it break it? Or does it hold there? That would be a significant thing for my world is to give us a benchmark is, you know, so when Dr. Kirk's saying, if we break 99.81, I'm totally in his camp, right? We break 95, you know, we start to we start to really get in that camp of the dollars cooked, you know? I mean, we're at that point, you know, now I can make a case for the other side. That's what I always try to do is making a case for why the dollar could go up as well. I know it's hard, it's getting harder to do that, but there is a case to be made, you know? And so we could cover that at some point if we want, but. You know, we've been watching the uh, mass purchases country, central banks buying up gold. All right. Another thing I'm looking at just from a novice's perspective is what, uh, where, where are they buying, but not buying, making purchases, but basically taking, getting away from cash, Dr. Kirk, and buying stuff. You know what I see that as, especially as they know that the monetary system is collapsing like coming up with a new one i call it conversion uh they're moving away from what they know is going to be a tremendous loss and you can lock it like you buy some dirt you buy some land it's going to maintain its value you know outside of like gold and silver making big purchases by central banks of, of gold uh do you look at that i mean is it conversion or is it like for instance bitcoin oh man that bitcoin's exploding and they're out there saying, there's a lot of chatter out there saying, oh, yeah, with the downfall of the dollar, there's an increase in the, you know, stupid moves with Boeing. I don't see it that way. I don't trust that, that upswing there. I see it as a potential way to steal from us, right? 
Well, you don't know who owns Bitcoin for crying out loud. And so, so the funny thing about it, Bitcoin is you've got BlackRock. By the way, can I just interject real, real quick? It's not anonymous. It's not, I mean, somebody can control that thing. Everybody sees the ledger. You have access to it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you, you look at it and BlackRock is wanting to start a, a crypto, basically Bitcoin ETF, right? Mm -hmm. So it's going to the SEC for a vote. I mean, this is, to me, this is just supply and demand. It, it's, I don't know if it has much to do with the dollar. I think it's just, wow, you're going to have an ETF. So every 401k IRA on the planet can now invest into cryptocurrency through a paper version of it, which, which before you had to get some kind of a weird coin wallet and it was illiquid and you couldn't get, get out of it. And I mean, it's easy to cut people off from buying or selling when it's digital, like they did with the Russians, right? So CoinWallet, um, Coinbase actually said, hey, anybody who has a Russian IP address, you can't get your cryptocurrency. It's like, what? And people said, yay, good job, Coinbase. This is awesome. You're sticking it to the Russians, right? Well, put expand the story. What if it's Christians? It's like, what if we don't like the church that you give to? We're not going to let you do Or what if we don't like the gas guzzling truck that you're putting gas into? I was like, well, we're not going to let you access it either. Or what if they don't like it that you donated to the, uh, to the Trump campaign mm -hmm. or any campaign that's against what their globalist agenda is? Well, then they, they cut you off from there too. So, so don't take it as like this is a, a victory because we cut the Russians off from their money on, on Coinbase and all their cryptocurrency wallets. It's like this isn't an, an attack on our freedom, right? Which is, which is why the central banks of the world are actually getting rid of paper currency. They're just getting rid of it, right? Our M2 money supply is going away um, in exchange for something digital that's really, really, really easy, guys to cut you off from buying or selling if they don't like you. Especially when, when you look at that legislation from 08 where they changed the ownership from them, from you to them, right? So they could get rid of it when they want to. Couple that with the bill, or not, it's not a bill, it's like an administrative ruling from the Bank for International Settlements in 2023 where they unleashed their stupid unified ledger. I mean, good grief. The unified ledger is tokenization of all of your assets, stocks, bonds, real estate, mutual funds, cash, all of that into one packet where they can say, hey, let's change the ownership on it. Why did we have precedent? Because it was passed into law in the United States in 2008 after the big crisis, right, where, where they changed the, the rules for bankruptcy for financial institutions to protect them. Not to protect us. Yeah. It was to protect them yeah. from from massive, massive derivatives exposure and losses. They put it on us, which is the same kind of thinking of a bail-in tax, right? Yeah. So that's the same methodology behind a bail-in tax instead of a bailout where the government, you know, basically buys everybody out. Mm -hmm. No, they're still buying them out. But it's with us, with our taxpayer dollars, with our deposits. I mean, because yeah, it's our institutions, right? It's our bank. We have to, we have a vested interest in making sure that J.P. Morgan Chase or Bank of America, whoever we bank with, stays in business. So therefore, why don't you just do a bail-in tax? Better yet, don't even call it a stinking tax. Hmm. Just change the law. 
to have you be a beneficial owner so they can take it whenever they want to. That's how insidious this whole problem is. Is is it not, uh, and either of you could um, uh, could answer this, I don't like picking on, you know, like, uh, for instance, the jobs producers that become a billionaire. I mean, I'm all about, you know, that level of, I'm talking about the upper echelon where there's five families. One example, they always make a decision. Oh my goodness, we're gonna go ahead and create an auto industry, right? Although we've got a lot of horses and buggies, we've created an auto industry. Well, not everybody can create an auto industry. Uh, where did all the horses go? You know, and we had no choice. I mean, seriously, think about it, how we they created the auto industry, mass produced it, uh, you know, and, and through war. And then uh, I wanna know, Craig, where did the, all the horses go? And who made a decision to wipe that entire thing out? And we're left holding the bag, there, right? I mean, you see, I mean, you can use that analogy. I'm, you know, I use a lot of analogies, but these are the cartoons that I have in my head. I'm like, where did all the freaking horses go? We had, we were a horse and buggy one minute and somebody came up with a great idea to mass produce, which is awesome. It's a very innovative, but they're the ones that are doing the same thing, uh, like AI technology, so on and so forth. The select few at the top say, oh, we're going this way. Here we go. And we're down here left holding the bag. Yeah. Well, and that's the appeal to cryptocurrency, right? Is that, you know, it basically fractures the banking system theoretically, right? And, but I'm kind of in the camp with Dr. Kirk in the sense of, you know, governments can regulate cryptocurrency, whether we think so or not. You know, they can come down, they can, it can be militarily controlled, it can be economically controlled in some fashion, it, because it's right to be able, it's on the platform where that can happen. Now, you can store it offline, you know, there's a lot, I, I understand all that. The beauty of gold and silver is you can physically hold it, right? You can hang on to it, you can touch it, you can hold it. It's been a store of value for a long time. The big thing I'd like to ask Dr. Kirk is, you know, at this point in time, you know, going into 2024, you know, as we we could be facing another false flag, we could be facing, you know, election turmoil, you know, global unrest, you know, no matter which way it, it goes, right, whether it goes in the camp of, you know, the conservative or, you know, the liberal or, you know, and, and let's even forget about the whole political two sides. But where would be a good asset allocation, you know, for silver and gold? Like if someone had a hundred thousand dollars, you know, I wouldn't say I would, you probably wouldn't recommend completely dropping, you know, bonds and stocks, you know, but where would be an allocation? What would that look like for you guys? Well, it's a, it's a really good question. Everybody's different and I'm, I'll answer that, but I'm still thinking about Pete's question of where did all, what, what about the horses? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. stupid. so John, John Rich, you remember the, you guys remember the, Pete, uh, let's see, John Rich with Big and Rich. He wrote that song, Save a Horse and Ride a Cowboy. It's all yeah. I could think about All right. when you were saying that. It's like, well, you got to save a horse, just ride the cowboy, right? So anyways. But isn't that a good question? But the, the, the point is, who made that decision? It's a very small group of people, right, that, that made that decision and said, oh, my goodness, well, this thing's falling apart. Well, whose fault is it that it fell apart? And could we be a little bit more yeah. or less volatile in our transition to your new system? You know? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, in, in answering Craig's question, it's those same people that kind of tell us what we should do, right? So, you, for example, you look at what Warren Buffett did a few weeks ago. Mm. He sold $27 billion of his own stock, right? He's just sitting in cash. And why? 
because he doesn't see that there's a good outcome here for the for the markets. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just getting out of Dodge. And his own CFO and the own people of his own company said, well, yeah, we're getting out. The stock market's at like these extreme valuations right now. We want to buy low and sell high. We're going to get out and we're gonna, just going to sit in cash. I wouldn't sit in that much cash. I mean, good grief, that's a lot of cash when banks are failing and they're undercapitalized. But he's Warren Buffett. He'll persuade the banks to make sure that he gets his money, even if we don't, right? Oh, so course, yes. so um, what's he going to do? Well, he's no, no surprise. He's a value-based investor. That's He wrote books about this. He likes to buy companies at huge, massive discounts. And then, you know, he's the savior, right? He bought these companies when they couldn't afford to survive. And then he just makes an absolute fortune going forward. So he's expecting a huge collapse. So we look at that and answer Craig's question. It's like, what is a proper allocation? I have very little in the markets. Like none, actually, me personally. But this is a question that every individual has to ask themselves. How much income do you need? Right? What kind of a diversification mix gives you peace of mind when you put your head down on the pillow at night? So here's here's a it's not a rhetorical question, but I've got clients that call in and they're like scared silly. And they say, Kirk, we have to buy silver. We have to buy gold. We have to go into precious metals because I'm afraid that the stock markets are going to collapse. And 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 I don't know if I'm afraid that my money in the bank isn't going to be there. And I'm just scared, right? This is normal conversation every single day, hmm. hundreds of times a day with all of my consultants at my my firm, right? So so then we say, well, so how much do you, are you thinking of wanting to position into metals? I don't know. My, my broker told me maybe five or 10% at most. It's like, what? Five or 10%? You're scared silly because you're afraid the markets are going to collapse and you're still going to keep 95% of it over there? Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, that makes no sense to me. It makes zero sense. So I would over allocate into strength. Right now, I would do silver for, for numerous reasons. And again, it's really hard to answer that question, but I could answer it for me. With my situation, I'm 100% into silver. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Now, other people that need income, you can't do that. Silver and gold aren't income-producing assets, right? Wow. So everybody's different, and you have to play that. But but if, if for me personally, I'm 100% into silver because nothing else makes sense for, for numerous reasons. A, you've got this move kind of where fiat-based money is becoming more and more worthless globally as they print the living daylights out of it. B, we've got a trillion dollars worth of debt and interest payments on our debt at 34 trillion. So trillion dollars there. You can't cover that with, with current taxes. There's no, you can't raise taxes enough to cover our obligations. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's we've, we've gone past the point of critical mass. So, so what's left? Higher rates for longer is is what's left. Because if you start to lower rates like what Yellen and Jerome Powell said they're going to do, that's like, oh, we can pause this time and we're going to start cutting rates next year. No, you can't because you haven't won the war on inflation. You, You simply can't. You can do it once to actually save face and show the world, yeah, we lowered rates because we said we were going to do it, but they're going to have to raise because inflation keeps persisting, especially with the BRICS nations taking away demand from the dollar. We're going to have to print our way out of it. So what does that do? What is the normal policy mechanism for a central bank to slow down inflation? Either A, 
They stop printing money. Nah, that's not going to happen. They, they need the stimulus money. They need everything because nobody else is funding it. Or B, you raise interest rates to slow down inflation. So I would go with the, with the mantra that we've been hearing lately, higher for longer, right? I think we might get a couple dinky little rate cuts. It's be much higher than what it has been, maybe lower than what it is today by 50 basis points. But it's going to stay at this high level, which is going to pinch everybody. See, this is their catch-22, Craig. If you lower interest rates, inflation is going to skyrocket. If you keep raising interest rates or keep them where they are, you, you create this massive recession. Oof, not a good outcome either way, right? So they're, they're caught. So when they're caught and there's not a good solution, I go with the only solution I know, tangible assets. It's hard to manipulate inventory. Either you have it or you don't. And they tend to go up in times of crisis like what we're seeing. Yeah. Well, and I think that gets back to the horses, right? You know, where are the horses? You know, the, the uh, that's where you're putting your horses. You know what I mean? And where's the rest of the world putting their horses, you know, and that's the key, you know, is not so much what the people at the top that's, you know, we we're getting out of that paradigm of, you know, everybody's controlling what we are doing as a mass society. I mean, that's part of why this show and other shows like this, you know, where people are trying to figure it out for themselves what does matter. And so instead of, you know, following the electronic vehicle horse or the, you know, these new innovations, you know, the key is probably, we probably are entering a period of time where you got to pull your horses back in the stable a little bit and, you know, and figure out what's right for you, you know, and because if we let the next event, right, the next event could be big. That's, that's the big, that's my big concern is that this year we need to start preparing for that because the event could be big. You know, and 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 that's that's why I asked that question of what is a, a good allocation. It's good to hear a hundred percent silver in some senses. You know, it, it, you know, like you said, everyone needs to figure it out for themselves. But that that is um, that's interesting. And we're always trying to out outpace them, outrun them. And I'm talking the upper, upper, upper. You know, at, at echelon, of course. Um, they design a new system. I want to read this uh, this this great article. Actually, the the end game and and, and it's this one paragraph as it stated. Never before has a system benefited so few at the great expense of so many. Um, if this is not inherently unstable and unsustainable, um, physical control as opposed to rule by deception requires enormous energy. Um, can this be sustained while destroying all economies, abusing and abusing all people globally? They do not know how to build back better. Look at their footprint around the world, the destruction, the economic uh, devastation. You know, through the wars, uh, this rinse and repeat, and I hear some of these progressives standing at the podium talking about Hegel, you know, they they will create a crisis uh, so that they can benefit so heavily out of a crisis. Um, wars, look at BlackRock and all of those um, entities that were hovering before the country was, was even on its last breath yet. They were already talking about rebuilding it, right? Uh, now, now, you know, we're looking at the, the Pacific Theater. But anyways... That's a big jumbled pile of questions, but very simply put, you know, uh, where, what is the new horse 
AI technology, for instance, they're already talking about, well, everyone's going to be out of a job. There's going to be a shift. And then they're talking about this this new uh, de, what is it, decarbonization or whatever. They're trying to create their own currency economy and system plus AI technology. And again, all the horses will be obsolete, right? Where yeah. do we go? What's the I'm, end game I'm, and how can we outpace them? Well, you outpace them for me is what what are the commodities? What are the things that they're going to need to accomplish their goal? Right. So if it's solar, if it's solar panels, it's like, OK, that needs silver. If it's fuel cell technology, here's the cool thing. Used to be platinum that was needed in fuel cells. The research has just been finished. Some, I don't know, research university. I can't remember the one said, no, we can now use silver. Right. Good grief. If you are a manufacturer doing fuel cells for like Tesla or all the electric vehicles or whatever, and you needed platinum and now you can exchange it for silver instead of a thousand dollars an ounce, pay twenty five dollars an ounce. What would you choose as a manufacturer? It's like, OK, I'll choose the cheap one. Right. So I think the demand for silver could go up like 10 X. Right. And and with everything that they're doing, everything that they're doing, we can't really stop it, you know, individually. But what we can do is identify what they need, the components that they need to accomplish their goal. Well, we invest in it. Same you reason that and, just amplifies our position. Pete. I'm not just, I'm not investing in it to help them. I'm investing because they're going to try to get their way. I'm investing in silver because it's a great asset. It's a it's a way to maintain our freedom. You can use it for barter in a worst case scenario. But it, their their desire to accomplish our goals are going to cause the price to go through the roof. Okay, so so this is where I distrust um, like the cryptocurrencies because the natural reaction would be like the central banks, for instance, started buying up a ton, tonnage, hundreds of tons of gold, right? What's causing the flight to cryptocurrency and why isn't silver and, and gold at you know, at 10 X, right? Why are they going to cryptocurrency? I don't trust that because you would think that, that this, you know, smart money is on, on hard, you know, physical, uh, gold and silver. Yes. The smart money is. Yeah. That's why central banks are massing it by the thousands of tons. How is, right? gold, how is gold doing? Gold was up 17% last year, which is amazing given given the world that we're living in right so and it's only going to get better i mean that's like the beginning of a cycle right so when you've got central banks amassing thousands of tons china has over five thousand tons uh, russia has a thousand tons india kazakhstan uzbekistan all have like somewhere between 200 and 600 tons each they let's see who else united states our Federal Reserve has 8,500 tons. The European Central Bank has 10,500 tons. We're not talking about ounces or pounds. We're talking about tons. It's a lot, right? So why? To what end? Why are they doing that? Well, maybe they know that there are two possible reasons. Number one, they're going to central bank digital currency. They want to be the world's reserve currency. And they say, hey, we're backstopping ours with gold because they know that the mass population of the world wants something that's real and tangible. So, hey, their carrots looking pretty nice. Let's invest in theirs. Or they realize that mm, there's going to be massive opposition 
to what we're bringing with central bank digital currency. So let's have a plan B. Let's back up our currency with gold. We want to be the world's reserve currency, right? So, so we we've talked about this before, Pete. Um, Texas has pending legislation for a state chartered bank backed by gold. You know what what happened yesterday? Mm. Oklahoma doing the same thing. Oh, really? Wow. A gold and gold and silver vault in Oklahoma to match what Texas is wanting to do. It's like seriously, states are starting to oppose the federal system. FDIC, the Fed Now app, the Federal Reserve, say we want something that's tangible, something that's real. We want control, which the founding fathers would be, you know, basically cheering and in their graves, right? Because that's like, this is the, this is federalism the way that we wanted it. If states can do something, then they should. If the states can't do it and it's only, you know, the, the federal government can do it, like maybe a national defense and states have no right to do it. So this is federalism. Is banking something that can be done at the state level or does that have to be federal? No, it can be done at the state level. So this is the way that the founding fathers envisioned it is competition of currency, right? So you don't have one big monopoly of currency that has the, mm. the ultimate power to control. And that's not good. Yeah. And doc, Dr. Kirk, we have um, uh, a, a, f a few moments here. Uh, you can, I don't want to speak to the specifics because, you know, the goon squad is going to try to bust us up, of course, cut our phone line so that we don't talk. If there is such a thing, we're wireless, of course. But have I not been pestering you within the past week or so about silver? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you have. Yeah. And and, and it, because, you know, everyone has to make their own decision. But also, you're feeling a level of anxiety. Again, uh, who was it that said it? Was it Craig or, or you, Dr. Kirk, that said, why do you have uh, 5 10% allocation? When we're talking about where your money is, 95% of your money is in an area that everybody knows is going to fall apart. It is. So increase your allocation. But I want to tell everybody um, not what to do, just share with you um, what I do. See that number across the bottom, 720. Oh, my goodness, I can't see it. It's 605-3900, right? And yep increase your allocation and it's actually uh aff affordable in units you know buying you know one full ounce of gold versus one full ounce of silver it's for everybody right i had somebody yeah. tell me close to me that said oh, i'm pulling my 401k and they made a decision on their own from the conversations that we've had that's awesome. I mean, this is everybody's individual decision, right? You have to do what's best for you. My recommendation in the world that's falling apart, stop listening to the mainstream media narrative. Mm -hmm. Stop hearing that, oh, Biden's doing great. Bidenomics is awesome. They're creating jobs. They've won the war on inflation. No, they haven't. And no, they haven't. Jobs, the job scenario is, is the worst that we've seen. The jo new job numbers that came out last week, some of the worst ever. Or like a million and a half jobs lost. And so they're not creating jobs, but how would they, how would they manipulate it to say that they are, even though they're not easy? Let's say you worked at Honeywell, you're an engineer, make 150 grand a year, they lay you off. 
So then you have to feed your family and say, I've got to go work at Taco Bell. i got to work at Wendy's. i got to work at McDonald's. <laughs> Working more hours than I worked before, but now my total income is half of what I used to make. They would count that losing one job, gaining three, gaining two plus jobs, right? But the income is half of what it used to be. So they would call that a, a net result of two jobs being created. In essence, it's 50% of the income that was reduced. I mean, this is bad, right? But this is how they manipulate the numbers. And I don't believe any of them because people aren't working. I, I can I can look around. It's not like the, the stores in, in Main Street, Denver, are, are all of a sudden saying, so no, no, no jobs available right now. Um, we, we've got everybody that we need. No, if the business is still in business and there's not a for lease sign on the building, that's a, it says for hire. They can't find people to work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dr. Kirk, um, I, I, I put everybody the number across the bottom of the screen and I love his approach, his consultations, because everybody's got questions especially me. So that's what I'm trying to encourage you to do. You can't, you're not going to be harmed by picking up the phone, calling, and then, because everybody's situation is different, of course. Yeah. Dr. Craig, Dr. Kirk, um, uh, uh, Dr. Craig, <laughs> did I call you Dr. Craig? <laughs> sure. Data came out. What, what are you seeing right now with the, um, the morning bell, the open of the stock market coming up? Yeah, well, um, so I'll cover that real quick. And then what I'd like to do is just put this in the light of what Dr. Kirk's saying in terms of the price and the charts. We'll take a look at some long-term charts here real quick on a couple of these things we've talked about today. But the, um, the yesterday we saw Bostic, he's one of the Fed members, come out about midday, right? That was one of our big talking points of the week. We have two Fed speakers in the U.S. And then we have the uh, Bank of England, uh, Governor Bailey, who's expected to speak. We were looking to those to see what kind of talk they put out this week, right? And so yesterday, Boston came out. We had just a massive recovery rally yesterday in the stock market, um, you know, four or 500 points in the Dow, which is just, and it was straight up, you know. So it's getting very concerning to me because we're seeing, you know, as we approach the end of the year, we had this massive run up in the stock market, the, the strongest I've ever seen in terms of that interval of time. You know, so I've seen bigger moves in my, you know, 30 years of doing this, but, you know, that was the strongest move I've seen in such a short period of time. And so now we're seeing the same thing yesterday, the same kind of activity where we see this massive run up. So that's what we're watching in the stocks, right? If we take a look, I want to take a quick look over here at gold. And this is gold from 1980. You can see here we have 1980 um, right there. We have 2001. So right around, you know, the 9-11. And then here's 2011 when it hit a major peak back in here and you can see we're trading against this trend channel right that we've established and so this is concerning right this gold's on the on the verge of breaking out on the upside it doesn't mean it can't come back down in here and retest this this channel but at this point right now you know this is the big concern up in here you know is the um you know this this four times we're touching the upper this upper channel so that's one big concern in gold gold looks like if of all the markets it's it's the one that's most ready to run. If we take a quick look at silver here, here's silver. This is the big run up in the 1980s when the Hunt brothers tried to corner it, right? We get a bottoming back here in 1992, a big long base that occurs. 
2011, again, that same kind of spike we just saw that, that created the upper end of that channel in gold. We see the same thing here in silver. And now we're basically trading right in the center of this big long-term range, this you know 40-year range, 50-year range that we're looking at here. So this is the big thing. We're looking at this little wedge to see which way does silver go. You know, obviously, you know, if the metals start to go, this is that's what we're looking at. And then let's take one quick look here at the dollar because the dollar is what makes a lot of this stuff tick, right? Dollar goes up, commodities tend to go down. Dollar goes down, commodities tend to go up. So if we look back around 2000 here in the dollar, right? This is looking back into night. This, so this is 1985, right back in here. This is 2000 up in here. So we get this 2000, then we get to 2008, we create this low down in here. And now we've got this wedge building and the dollar is actually on the upside of this wedge. We're gonna look very closely here at this level. Um, this time frame right in here is what I'm looking at. So this, you know, mid 2024 to late 2024 is the point where we could really see this dollar establish itself. As long as it stays above this, this area, you know, um, what we call a converging triangle, this area right in here, as long as it stays above this, the dollar's bullish, right? But that's at 95. So you can see I said 98, 99.80 is our first level of the dollar. If it breaks that, we've got some problems. If we break this 95, the dollar's in big trouble. So those are the big things I'm looking at in terms of perspective, you know, in, in, in light of what Dr. Kirk said. So you can, you know, get a picture in your head of what this looks like and, and what an allocation looks like for you. Dr. Kirk, um, great, great segment. Awesome segment. Uh, things are going to get uh, hot and heavy, I, I think, here in the coming uh, weeks for many different reasons that we've already uh, discussed. So that's why there's a focus in this direction. And there's a direct, direct correlation between all the stupid stuff we're seeing in the news that keeps us distracted and, and what's happening with our wealth being offshored. Um, but uh, thank you very much, Dr. Kirk, for, for joining us. Thank you, everyone. Make sure you, you dial that telephone number, uh, contact Dr. Kirk for a consultation. And um, Craig, we will be doing a segment tomorrow, full segment, first thing. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Guys, thank you very, very much. Very much. Deb Jordan. Deb Jordan is not has not done a. Oh, I'm sorry to catch you off guard. Okay. Sorry about that. I'm all right. Sure. Uh, all right. So this is what we're going to do for the remaining balance of the show. Uh, last night, Deb Jordan, you heard uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits. I did. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. Hold on one second. I got to turn you on. Sorry about that. No, you're okay. Um, a lot of lot of switching and and recombination going on here. Um, mm -hmm. So, so last, last night, good morning. Hi, how are you? Good, okay. Last night, what Dr. Judy Mikovits dropped, multiple, multiple bombs, okay? And that yeah. led me to a discovery that we're going to talk about after we take a break here. And that is, I'm starting to understand, uh, and Craig is in the, he's in the green room right now. Did I send you the link on Taiwan's bioweapons lab, Craig? Um, yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know that the U S was encouraging, uh, Taiwan. Now, if you remember, we just got done with Ukraine, right? right. Russia's going in there, dismantling their bioweapons program. Then they asked Victoria Nuland, 
are there bioweapons labs there? And she's like, well, we're just doing it for preventative. <laughs> right? right? Do you trust them at all? Level, you know what a level four lab is? It sounds ominous, though. A level four (laughs) lab is to contain um, pathogens and viruses that there is not a cure for. Okay? Right. Level four, meaning Mm -hmm. if that thing gets out, everybody dies. So they they have to contain it and process it. So the United States encouraged, quote, unquote, Taiwan, and in the same fashion uh, uh, that they encouraged Ukraine, I'm sure they set up a treaty in 2006 saying, oh, it's yours, but the U.S. military is going to oversee the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. There we are at the front doorstep with a bioweapons lab. No wonder why China wants to go in there and is brazenly telling Biden, we're going in there and we're going to dismantle that stupid uh, uh, weapons lab. So they they have a, it's called a, a P4 you know, in Taiwan. Now, right. that's above and beyond what Dr. Judy Mikovits described. She actually, let me let me just tell you before we go to our break here, okay? Let me, let me tell you how significant this was. And I'm gonna I'm gonna play that when when um, I'm gonna get to her interview uh, and play that for the majority of the next hour, okay? But let me tell you some of the stuff that she said. She gave instructions to all university students mm-hmm. to stay out of the labs. Right. She said, stay out of the labs. She said, you'll never see Fauci in one of those university labs. He'll be in a fake laboratory with a white lab coat, but he doesn't notice how, isn't that true? You don't see true. Hillary yeah. Clinton, who's pictured with all those NIH representatives. You don't see her in a lab. By the way, she's a walking virus. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Um, <clears throat> a walking lab leak. A walking lab leak, yes. <laughs> uh, but but she yeah. said, get out. The message she put out was get out of the university labs. And she's a top molecular biologist. She knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it's very, very um, strategic. They want to kill all the most, you know, uh, uh, valuable and smartest of God's creations. And she's also telling the public, stay away from a grocery store with a pharmacy in it. I'm like, why? Because of the shedding of the vaccines that they're stockpiling in these pharmacies. And and they have the clinics that where they're, you know, actively giving people the vaccines right there. Yeah, and and there's in a bunch of, of shedding everyone. shedding going yeah. on there, right? Yeah. Of um, so so that was huge, and the positive side of it is that she described in that bombshell interview, and it was supposed to be less than an hour, and it went for two hours. It did. She did not stop. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the first time that she had put so much stuff into one interview. Mm-hmm. She has all of the quote unquote evidence. All right. Uh, she was jailed by Fauci because she refused to, to release her, her writings. Right. Uh, there were discs that were given to the FBI. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there was extortion uh, in order to get her out. He had to provide 
uh, the government with what they wanted. And we're not even going to say U.S. government, just the people that have been hijacking our government. But he gave, right before he died, a deathbed confession that he had everything. Her husband. That's right. Her husband had all the documentation right before right. he died. Right. He gave it to her. There was a little note in one of the boxes. Mm-hmm. So she has all of the evidence of everything that she's alleged. And she alleged that she worked in, and in fact did work in, the Fort Detrick uh, Army Bioweapons Lab. She basically blew out the thought of a Wuhan lab leak. She goes, it wasn't a lake. We delivered it to them, right? Right. It was intentionally released, she said. That's what she says. And she was adamant about it, okay? Mm-hmm. These people are evil. Uh, they're going to just continue to escalate. She knows their methodology. Uh, she knows their research and AIDS, right, mm-hmm. was actually a way to figure out how to propagate AIDS, okay, yes. the HIV virus. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. They said, oh, this should be no problem with injecting these people with the uh, AIDS virus, and they knew what they were doing because she had done the research as to what impact it would have on human beings, right? And they intentionally injected people that they said, for instance, Fauci said, oh, women are, pregnant women aren't going to be impacted by this. Let's inject. And a portion uh, of the ingredients on what they were injecting uh, them with was the HIV virus. Um, it's she, a very passionate interview, yes. I have to say. Yeah. So let's go to a break here. And we will be back in just a, a few minutes. Wow. Let's go, Brandon. Oh, there's All right, you guys. What is that? Really? Jumping down the coast. In order to form a more. I gotta fix that. So everybody stand by. And establish this constitution for the United States of America. We're going to get to our top news headlines. And then Dr. Judy Mikevitz. Really? You guys have to just. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, mystore.com. And when I tried my coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. With key ingredients supported by over 80 clinical trials. The exclusive formulation of the Bella Grace Elixir is changing lives everywhere. 
ingesting collagen peptides alone is not very helpful. This is where most products fall short and where Bella Grace changes everything. Unlike other products, the Bella Grace Elixir controls the gene switches which activate collagen creation and disables the enzymes that break down the matrix. Bella Grace Elixir contains Verisol, the world's best and most clinically studied form of collagen. These elite collagen peptides influence the skin's collagen metabolism directly from the inside. Nature's most powerful antioxidant. 6,000 times more potent than vitamin C, Astereal Astaxanthin prevents the activation of gene switches that drive inflammation and activates the gene switch responsible for cellular repair and longevity, forming bridges across cell membranes, protecting them from free radical attack. Amazonian cat's claw suppresses the enzymes that degrade collagen and our skin matrix caused by oxidants and inflammation. It simply turns the switch off. The world's most studied collagen, plus activating the genes that make collagen, plus switching off the genes that break down collagen, has resulted in something the world has never experienced. The Bella Grace Elixir. Start your 30-day Bella Grace challenge today. With key ingredients supported by over 80 clinical trials, the exclusive formulation of the Bella Grace Elixir is changing lives everywhere. Ingesting collagen peptides alone is not very helpful. This is where most products fall short and where Bella Grace changes everything. It's supposed to be the safest placeholders for cash in the world, but in 2022, that changed. The Federal Reserve pulled out $2.5 trillion of liquidity out of the banks, and the Fed also changed the requirements so banks don't need to keep any funds on hand. This means banks are starved for liquidity and have now become very dangerous places to hold your assets. Get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. at 720-605-3900. Be sure to tell him Pete Santilli sent you. Hello, Thanks I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, MyStore.com. And when I tried my coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence, and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever gonna have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. 
It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code and you'll get your very own my coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. They didn't know whether it was live or, and and I'll go in and change it here yeah, in just a second. I, I don't, uh, sorry. If you guys keep me pedaling away on the poverty rat wheel, we have zero staff. That's what you get. The wrong date. There you go. My typo, right? Mm. Uh, that you get exactly what you pay for. There you go. Can you believe it's the ninth already though? Huh? Can you believe it's the ninth Today's already? Today's the ninth. It says the ninth on there. I'm looking right at it, by the way. On your title? Yeah, uh, Pizza and Chili Show thirty eight ninety three one nine twenty four. What, what, what is it saying? Something different somewhere else? Mine is saying, unless you just fixed it or something, it's saying yeah, I don't, three thirty eight ninety one zero one point. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're on right now. I don't know what you're looking at. You're looking at I'm maybe a different different episode. Right now, I'm looking at level four. What's the title? Level four, U.S. government bioweapons lab in Taiwan. I Pete see 3893 mm -hmm. Pete Santilli show, number mm -hmm. 3891. Okay, I'm going to shut the show down and fix it. I'll be right back. <laughs> I mean, what do I do? Right. Uh, 
I'm looking at one thing, you're looking at another. You want me to come over and see? Here, hold on a second. I'll be right there. Yeah, come see. Okay, we'll just shut the show down. My goodness. What am I doing? I don't know. What is that? I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, mine doesn't look that way. <laughs> Fine. Oh, I see. Thank what? you. Thank what? you. Nathan fixed it. Ah! I just have to refresh. Okay. Thank you, Nathan, for listening. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much. Thank you. People so were just much. confused when they came in, mm -hmm. and that's all. That's why it looks different from you. So refresh, if everyone. If you guys want to be less confused, please consider <laughs> supporting us with Rumble Rants yeah. by subscribing to us on our locals channel. Um, I wish I could say what I said after the show yesterday, but I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to. Hmm? Yeah. Well, I want to ask everybody to please uh, send your prayers to Angie. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you will all love her and, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not going to get into details, but she needs your prayer. Just know that I wouldn't ask if it wasn't important. So please pray for Angie this morning and for Karen. Karen's uh, missing in action, too. She's uh, amen, Chester, whatever it is. Hey, you know what? Uh, uh, amen, amen, Chester. OK, it's screaming at me in the locals chat. Yeah. Why don't you post the date so we know if it's live or not? Sorry to disturb your freaking <laughs> consumption pleasure. What? What? Oh, my God. Oh, man. I'll go fix that on Locals, too. Here, everybody, you know what we're going to do? Huh? You know what we're going to do? This is what we're going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, there's many more people who are enjoying themselves this morning than not. So. You know what? I'm going to go enjoy myself. We have a new breed coming. Oh, really? Yeah, Generation Alpha. Here, I'm just going to play this just because. Uh-huh. Young Gen Z teachers are talking about the poor behavior of Gen Alpha students, and some of y'all are finally starting to believe us when it comes to how much we miss the mark on raising these kids right. Because I have gray in my hair and I'm 36 years old, people tend to tune me out as soon as I open my mouth when I start talking about these issues we're seeing in the classroom with our kids these days. So before I go on, why don't we... Review some, some of the evidence from some of the other creators on this app who might be a little bit more of a relatable age. This, this is my folder of crying teachers, and they are confused and frightened by the behavior of Gen Alpha. They're saying Gen Alpha is defiant, aggressive, disrespectful, and rude. Having to teach and work with you guys as children has been the most traumatic experience of my life. They don't respect any authority. You ask them, can you stand in your designated spot? They're telling you no and shut up. They're throwing things at each other. They're throwing things at other people, other classmates. You say, can everybody sit in their spot? I don't want to. I'm not doing that. You don't get to tell me what to do. You're not my mom. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny, but these kids are... I'm going to just say this. I teach February. They are still performing on the fourth grade level. I'm a middle school teacher. I'm also 22 years old. And I will tell you, 
by far we are doomed like these kids do not care like i have kids all they want to do all day long is get high like, i need to ask millennials um why are your kids so awful and more importantly why do you think it's so funny your kids cannot read they cannot write they are ill-mannered i've been trying to sell the alarm about gen alpha students and their poor behavior in the classrooms as well as their literacy problems since may of last year but because of my age and how i look every time I make a video about these topics, I'll get people that have never worked with kids or have never spent a day in the classroom as an educator giving me lines like... A viral video making the rounds has utilized Google Earth's history tool to show what appears to be mass graves on Epstein's island that were dug shortly after his arrest in 2006. In September of 2002, in the center of the island, Google Earth shows that there was nothing but a bare mound of Earth. In March of 2005, the Palm Beach, Florida police began investigating Epstein after a mother reported that he sexually abused her 14-year-old daughter. In July of 2006, Epstein was arrested by the Palm Beach Police Department on state felony charges of procuring a minor for prostitution. Hours later, he was released on a $3,000 bond. A few months later, in November of 2006, Google Earth shows that the previously bare mound has what appears to be mass graves freshly buried on top of it. During this time, Palm Beach County State Attorney Barry Christcher is accused of giving Epstein special treatment and the FBI begin an investigation. In 2007, federal prosecutors prepare an indictment against Epstein, which is held up in the courts for a year. In June of 2008, Epstein pleads guilty to one count of soliciting prostitution and one count of soliciting prostitution from a minor. He is sentenced to 18 months in jail with a secret arrangement with the U.S. Attorney's Office to not be prosecuted for federal crimes. Epstein serves most of his sentence in a work release program that allows him to leave jail jail during the day. In July of 2009, Epstein is released from jail. One month later in August, Google Earth shows that what appeared to be mass graves on the mound have been covered over. In 2013, construction begins on the mound gravesite. By 2017, construction of what appears to be a tennis court is completed. Drone footage shows that the elevation in Google Earth is off. The newly built tennis court is on a flat plain surrounded by a dirt berm. By January of 2018, Google Earth shows that the tennis court has been raised and the earth beneath appears to have been excavated. In November of 2018, the Miami Herald begins publishing a series of articles about the Epstein case, which inspires public interest. In July of 2019, Epstein is charged on federal sex trafficking charges. One month later, the FBI raid the island. During this time, Google Earth shows cloud cover obscuring the view of the mound. On August 10th of 2019, Epstein is reported to have committed suicide in his New York City federal jail cell. The next available image is a month later in September of 2019 and shows that the area on the mound is being used as a parking lot for commercial vehicles. The area is cleared by 2020 and has remained so until today.
In a recent video, corporate media propagandist Megyn Kelly claims that we may be hearing from Jeffrey Epstein himself this year. We're not done with Jeffrey Epstein. I can tell you that for a fact. Can't tell you how I know, but I can tell you for a fact, we're gonna hear a lot more about Jeffrey Epstein in the coming year. Uh, and you may be even hearing from him directly. More on that as I'm allowed to tell you. While most believe that Epstein was murdered, many believe that he is still alive, claiming that images of his alleged corpse appear to be a different person, that the shape of his nose and ears were different. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Okay, Deb. Hmm, fascinating. So did uh, the lady that was yelling at me and the, is she, is, is she okay? She wasn't yelling. No, huh? She wasn't yelling at all. She was, she was telling me that I disturbed her consumption pleasure. Where? On? In one of our chat rooms that I was looking at. Oh, well, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. We got it I didn't away. see that anybody do that at all. They were just confused a little bit about, you know, was this yesterday or today? We got a strain now. There you yeah, go. We got it all. So what do you think away. about that? First of all, I saw that the, the whole Epstein thing is out of control. Can we come back to Epstein a little bit? Cause, uh, it, can we? Yeah. Do you mind? No. Um, because I want to cover our, our top news headline. Okay. Yeah, I do. Um, so upsetting to me. And we're going to go to Dr. Judy Mikovits. Mm -hmm. All right. But first I want, uh, how do I say this? How do I say it? Screaming at a bunch of people that they're going to come and kill that refuse to defend themselves is just seems like a uphill battle, we'll call it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Remember what I told you one time? I just felt like I almost shut the show down and just went to church. Remember what I told you one time we were talking about, uh, we were going through something, I don't know, a story or people were coming after us or something. I don't know. It was quite a trying time. And I told you it was like going up. It's like going up a muddy hill, mm. you know, in boots that are, you know, that are like when you're sinking up to your kneecaps, right? Mm. <laughs> you just can't move. If you've ever done that before, right? Tried to go uphill, a muddy hill. It is... I mean, it's just, it's the most horrible thing ever, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes that's what, sometimes that's what life gets like, you know? It's an uphill battle. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. You're right. Um, so uh, what I'm going to share with you, it's something to change my perspective on what's going on in Taiwan. Like, why would G come to San Francisco and tell Joe Biden, I'm going after Taiwan? I mm -hmm. just want you to know that. Why would he do that? Yeah. Why would he? Especially after the welcome he got. I mean, mm. with the Chinese flags and, you know, they shut down, they cleaned up 
San Francisco just for him, right? Yeah. Got rid of all the homeless, cleaned up all the feces on the street. Then I was looking at, this is what I discovered, all right? And another thing, and I, I'm still suffering through this. Uh, I told Nathan last night, I said, I'm going to go do some things, but first I need to go throw up. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Because I studied uh, James Holmes, okay? the neuroscientist that he and his dad who worked for FICO, all right, and if you don't know who he is, hold on, James Holmes mm -hmm. Sr. worked on screen flicker technology. Right. They're neuroscientists. And then come to find out James Holmes considered launching a bioweapon to Thank kill you, a whole Cal. bunch of people. Thank you, Cal. All Cal. Right? Uh, so, congratulations on one twenty twenty four twenty dollar rumble rant. We certainly appreciate thank that. You. Thank you, thank you so much for your support. Thank you. Mm hmm. I love it, Pete. I find it so interesting. Even though I don't, I don't have any money to invest in what. Find it interesting. I don't know what. Oh, thank you, but thank you. Uh, I don't know what you're referring to. It. I don't know what it means. Up $50 from Bill Tennis. Support Pete and Deb to the best of your ability. It's all equal in the eyes of Pete. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Bill Tennis. Thank you. Here come bad news, talking this and that. I'm struggling. Okay. Less with the um, stuff, okay? More so with... Thank you, Cal. You know what I think we should do? What? How to comb <laughs> dog poop out of your dog's tail when he has Alzheimer's and, he's, <laughs> and his tail doesn't work anymore. Uh, yeah, we should do tutorials. He's old, videos. his tail is paralyzed, so we have mm -hmm. to... Yeah, I love him. And he's got arthritis so bad it hurts right. him when we pick him up. Put watch, him in the watch tub. Uh, yep. Ongoing. Yeah, that's Cooper. Yeah. All right. Uh, watch this for a second, and it'll be a good uh, lead off. I've discovered this through my conversation with Dr. Judy Mikovits, which you're mm -hmm. going to hear in just a little bit here. Mm -hmm. Here we go. The Defense Ministry denies an allegation that the U.S. asked Taiwan to develop bioweapons. According to a recent report, Taiwan built a high-security P-4 laboratory at Washington's request for the purpose of developing biological weapons. The report also claims that former Premier Su Tang presided over two secret meetings concerning the project. But Su adamantly denies the claim, saying he was too busy tackling the pandemic to hold secret meetings. Last year, before Dragon Boat Festival, President Tsai Ing-wen inspected Taiwan's only P4 laboratory at the National Defense Medical Center. Now, a report has emerged claiming that the U.S. asked the center to build a P4 lab in order to research and develop biological weapons. The report states that then-Premier Su Chang spearheaded two secret meetings on the matter, codenamed Nanhai Working Meeting. 
Su rejected the accusation. He said he had been busy with his duties as Premier and his COVID-related work. He said he did not hold any secret meetings, dismissing the report as disinformation. In a rare move, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs lambasted certain media outlets accusing them of misreporting reality to create sensationalistic articles that undermine the government's diplomatic efforts. The Defense Ministry also denounced the bioweapon claims. The claim that the U.S. is pressuring Taiwan to develop biological weapons is untrue. Laboratories are classified based on their biocontainment precautions, ranging from biosafety level 1 to level 4, or P1 to P4. P1 and P2 labs conduct research unrelated to health and diseases and on microbes that cause mild disease, respectively. P3 labs handle serious and potentially lethal diseases, for example, COVID-19. The highest security P4 labs target severe diseases for which there are no vaccines or treatments, such as SARS, which caused an outbreak in 2003. We are currently making plans to establish a new P4 laboratory. After its completion, it will become a leading facility in the Asia-Pacific region for combating emerging and recurring infectious diseases. Back in 2021, the military had made a statement on the purpose of the P4 lab. Now that attention is back on the lab, it's once again repeating its words. The Defense Ministry denies an allegation that the U.S. asked Taiwan to develop bioweapons. According to a recent... Yep. Yes. All right. When you factor in how Victoria Newland responded to the 15 bioweapons labs that were listed on the State Department, and then when Russia went in and uh-huh. dismantled them, they were out back burning papers. Right. That's right. Uh, Victoria Newland said, oh, it's just we're just doing it to study, you know, for uh, defensive purposes. Okay. And... Um, uh, then, of course, Barack Obama set up the Level 4 Luger bioweapons uh-huh. facility uh-huh. Uh, in Tbilisi, right? Right. Uh, Barack Obama and all of these, it, uh, this pedophile network of people that have hijacked our government um, are, are basically going around what the government knew was too dangerous in Fort Detrick, there was a scientist who did certain studies. Right. And they were so dangerous. And she was in Fort Detrick. She knew what was being worked on. And her work actually produced that in the wrong hands, produced information, okay, uh, that in the wrong hands would kill people offensively Mm -hmm. and she said this is you know i'm just gonna kind of put this make this go away right and Fauci said you give me that paperwork and she said no right he said are you telling me you're not gonna give me your research work and she said absolutely not i'm not gonna give it to you and he kidnapped her and jailed her these are facts yes She's one of the top molecular biologists that would not release that information because it was too dangerous. It's immoral. You're not going to be doing any testing in this regard. They seized all of her stuff. They held her and told her husband, 
you know, there was other uh, paperwork, I guess, um, but extorted, said, you will not get your wife back unless you convince her to tell us where all of her writings are. Um, and he just so happened to have recorded everything uh, and documented everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in his deathbed confession, why was he in a deathbed confession to begin with? Oh, because they killed everybody around her, okay, including, up to and including her husband. She gets into some complex stuff, but what I am going to do is I'm going to fast forward, you know, to where she really starts hitting. I mean, it's, it's so overwhelming. You guys have to go back. You have to re-listen to what she's saying um, because she's not just speaking to you, okay? You need to listen to her as to the language she speaks and she's talking to them, okay? Yeah. yeah. And what she did in this episode right here that you're about to hear, um, basically it was a shot across their bow. I, you know what? Do uh, let me let me just check something. If you guys like what we do, will you consider uh, letting me beg you to push that rumble button? You know, because we want this information to go out. Give don't us we? a thumbs up. Yep. Give us a thumbs up if you like this information. This is so intriguing. Yep. Really. Yep. Here we go. Very passionate interview. Mm-hmm. Get ready. I say, wow, because um, Dr. Judy Mikovits, uh, she's, uh, we're so honored uh, that she's been on the show with me. She's helped me in so many ways uh, get properly educated. Um, her research materials, her reputation is unimpeachable as far as I'm concerned. Um, and her expertise in the topics that we're going to discuss today. Some of which somebody could say, oh, that's a, we don't talk conspiracy theories. I mean, she's a, she's a scientist. She's had the inside perspective working for Anthony being fired by and incarcerated. No, no, I never worked for Anthony Fauci. I was just going to say fired by, uh, incarcerated by Anthony Fauci, incarcerated by Anthony Fauci. So for what reason we're going to talk about that. But um, uh, Dr. Judy, first of all, welcome back. Um, I want to give a lot of everyone knows you, loves you. But for somebody that's has been on planet Earth recently and they don't know who Dr. Judy is in there, tune into the show. Um, I'm going to start out with your introduction by saying as follows. Tell everybody um, how you came to um, uh, the business of working for in a government facility, of course, Fort Detrick and working on uh, gain of function testing that uh, uh, that we, we hear that term. So it wasn't gain of function testing. It was laboratory work, but you were aware of the gain of function testing that was dangerous in Detrick. And ultimately, that operation was shut down. Did you have exposure to that and tell everybody what you know what, what, what your background and and how you came into contact with this information 
way back then. Well, unfortunately, it's in all four of our books. So if you give me screen share opportunity, um, I'll flip through a PowerPoint that I first did in May of 2022. Do you see Crimes Against Humanity? Yes. Okay, so let me just hit that. I remember so that, that you only when, see... when you were out on uh, that particular tour. That's great. I'm glad you put that up. Correct. And that particular tour was supposed to be going after Fauci with Reiner Fulmish, Patrick Wood, me. Well, there was a bad guy in there called Richard Fleming who was bought and paid for and, and actually putting up fraudulent data going after me going after me in particular and others so at any rate this and, and this by the way you're, you're aware of reiner what happened to reiner fulmick right correct yes okay good um yeah reiner fulmick what a, an amazing man and they kidnapped him in mexico can you imagine well, I, the next day I went to get my passport and my lawful passport is Judy Noldy. And I guarantee you, I was shaking in my shoes when I when, when I went in there because, uh, you know, this this is not for the faint of heart. I it, guarantee it you. certainly is. It now, if you could just so tell so tell everybody uh, you came into this. Your, oh, your so, so this it, it all is it all is right here. Mm-hmm. Our first book, Plague. Yes is my legal defense. Kent Hecken Lively is my lawyer, J.D. Um, when I was kidnapped and held in jail five days in, in um, from November uh, 18, 2011, for what, for what until November 22, 2011, I was kidnapped there until my husband ransomed me out. For but what that reason? tells you my entire scientific career. I answered an ad in the Washington Post um, right after May 18, 1980, when I graduated from the University of Virginia, and they were looking for a protein chemist to do fermentation chemistry that is to ferment and grow um, viruses and um, you know and and antibiotics I, I did a lot of natural products fermentations um, for medicine to use botanicals as medicine that was my training we there wasn't even a biochemistry degree at the University of Virginia when I studied there from 1976 to 1980 that book tells you I grew up um, in Washington DC after my parents divorced um, when I was 10 years old and 1968 um, and um, it tells you how um, I went on and 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 the exact science the 2017 is the same book only it's the paperback because by then I know at the top it says with new material from Judy Mikevitz PhD there is no Ms. Judy Mikevitz you know, there is none. That's either my brother's wife or anybody else. I'm only Judy Mikevitz, PhD, or Mrs. Judy Noldy um, prior to, and now I'm widow Judy Noldy. So they, these books, especially Ending Plague, and if, if I could tell everybody, 
get the audio version of Ending Plague. They say our names wrong on purpose, so nobody will know who these people are. But get that book. It's the first time Frank Rossetti ever talked about what happened at Fort Detrick. This had nothing to do with Fauci. It had to do with Gallo, Chabner, and Cancer Institute hell-bent on designing viruses, poisons, to cause cancer and, and kill people quickly. And what they did was they maimed people. They caused chronic diseases. So we did the natural God-given cures. And in order to patent these things, they had to do bioweapons. LAV, lymphadenopathy virus, 1982, it was isolated and manufactured, produced by, by Luc Montagnier in our lab there with, with, with Frank Rossetti. We and, and Luke's, um, Luke's um, MD counterpart, Francois, who also shared the Nobel Prize with him. We, I, my job is to teach them how to grow and purify and, and, and create the cell lines, the manufacturing plants, the tumor cell lines that don't die, that don't die. We manufactured the all viral vaccines in these animal, monkey, human, um, um, aborted human feed, um, fetal cells. And those are all non-self. We created this explosion in, in cancer and neuroimmune disease. So by 2019, the key and what COVID was is premeditated murder of everybody they injected without a single placebo-controlled safety study since 1986. Watch com last week with Barbara Lowe Fisher and Dell Bigtree. It's brilliant. It talks about the 1986 act um, where all liability was removed from pharma and placed right on the federal government. And the federal government, and this is what's called vaccine court, the compensation program for the injury. Right. In plague corruption, we tell you everything. Now, we're going to end naturally, okay? And I want to make sure that uh, that in this that this segment that we do, you know, this the, the the bulk, the majority of it, I want to lay this out and let everybody know. Um, you were uh, you were arrested and silenced, and the silencing and what happened uh, after your release that was negotiated. That was, uh, from what I'm now understanding, very clearly. There was blackmail that took place, and we're going to talk about that. That's extortion. Uh, extortion, exactly right. Um, leverage over you. But what was the primary reason that they justified arrest, kidnapping, and and arresting you and holding you? I was a felony fugitive from Fauci. I refused to give up the data when our October twenty third. 2009 science paper came out and this is the key this is why this talk was titled the fraudulent criminally fraudulent scientific journals and this is why last week was important the last few weeks in the news with harvard professor gay oh okay well tufts and Columbia and Harvard professors and Yale professors were at the heart of the corruption. They reviewed 
my 29, my 2009 science paper. They published an article in the beginning of that, uh, in the, in the 20, October 23rd of, of science. The, the scientist is John Coffin. And John Coffin was the principal in view, reviewer of the paper. And in Plandemic Indoctrination, you know that he said, if... They reviewed that paper, the comedian. He said, if they reviewed the paper, all bets are off. In 2021, when Frank Rossetti and we were finishing the book, Ending Plague, and I, in 2021, there was a movie being made, a documentary about plague of corruption. And in that movie, John Coffin admitted laughing. Of course, I reviewed the paper. Laughing. As they spun the literature, knowing full well their biosafety level two unintended release of a biosafety level two virus. Why is a cancer causing virus, murine leukemia virus, why is a virus that spreads like mycoplasma? I mean, in an uninfected flask with a 0.2 nanometer filter on it means 200, you know, a virus is 100 nanometer. There was no mask, 5% CO2. In those incubators, if I put two flasks on top of each other, that virus transmitted in two days to the uninfected culture. They'd done it. They had by 2011 proof that they could spread these viruses through the laboratory without anybody knowing it and then inject them in every shot. But they have to be injected. My PhD work was on latency. They stay silent and they and they do not transmit. That's the brilliant David Martin's work. They are bioweapons. SARS-CoV-2 is not a coronavirus. It's a retrovirus. And they took the literature while I was held silent from 11 to 14, I was a felony fugitive from Fauci. I refused to bow down, be bribed, be extorted, kill me. They took everything. They took my house. They took our money. It's right there in 2014 on the Sunday after Thanksgiving in the Ventura County Star. Why is my pen pointing to covid COVID syncytia, cancer, not not a common cold. Yep. And, cancer, and I wanna, cancer, low I want to point this. Okay, this is significant. Right. This article right that is here. It. That's your picture. And what is this right here? This is your hand, your pen, and what are you pointing to right here? That's that's a, a multinucleated giant cell or syncytia. Doctor um, Peter Duisberg called it aneuploidy. That's aneuploidy. They simply changed the word. And see, my name wasn't Mikevitz. They had my my picture, mine alone, on the cover of the Sunday after Thanksgiving Ventura County Star. And they tell you, and John Coffin is named here, and so is Vincent Racchianello, and so is one of the patients, Robin Moulton. We knew they poisoned their families. They killed her father. They killed my mother with Eliquis. And that's what they're doing right now. No, giving everybody a fake cancer diagnosis and killing them. So there's the cover of the green cover of the 2014 book. Why was it changed? 
Why was the cover changed to a nothing bunch of droplets that don't look like anything at all? Oh, because they wanted to try and make sure all of that went away. And when they arrested me and when they fired me, so the Whittemores fired me September 29th, 2011. That was a week after I gave the talk in Ottawa, Canada, where the journal science, John Coffin, um, Tony Komaroff, of Harvard, Ian Lipkin, where and John Coffin, all of them, they literally created this narrative and thought if they so they that they could lock down my lab. They fired me standing on the street, Mrs. Whittemore did, Annette Whittemore fired me because she was using grant funds to fund, oh, PCR tests and other testing to show people they had XMRV and which cytokine storm was associated with COVID? How did I know? How do I know the cytokine storm of Ebola? Oh, the 2014 Ebola that killed 21,000 Liberians to cover up William Thompson's confession at the CDC? Oh, yeah. Wow. Why is that in the paper? That was 2014. November 23rd, 2014. 2014. There it is, folks. November 23rd, 2014. And the, uh, what is this, Ventura Star? Is that right? Ventura County Star. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And, and they're telling you exactly what to think about our work. Oh, because the book came out and that was my legal defense. Thank you, Kent. She taped every word of it. I handed that to the DOJ, to the FBI, to the Ninth Circuit Court, to Troy Flake, yeah, was the Assistant Attorney General in Reno, Nevada. I handed that to him, a hard drive, in May of 2014, mm. when Frank Rossetti was forced out of the National Cancer Institute. And he, that's the last chapter of Plague of Corruption. That's why Bobby's brilliant forward in Plague of Corruption, because he said to me, I, in October of 2019, I was nervous because the book should have been out a long time ago. In the summer, I saw the day that they stole it off the the internet when I emailed it to my dear friend Joe Oppenheim who's a scientist they're all pictured in these books and they killed them all they killed the lab workers my office made of 15 years had five different types of cancer and died before she was 60 my postdoctoral mentor David Dursey who did molecular cloning of these things I made the first infectious molecular clone of HTLV1 why 12 years after it was manufactured from a guy with cancer named Charles Robinson? Why? Oh, because it kept popping out of the vector, meaning we couldn't make an infectious molecular clone. Well, the infectious molecular clone of XMRVs, Derisi and Silverman, UCSF, oh, and a little, a little grant funding from Abbott Labs. Oh, now they're AbbVie. Oh, and a little Pfizer problem with Upjohn and me when they were making their GMO poison growth hormones in cows. And we all know why everybody's fat. And it's not our behavior. It's the molecular. It's a genetically modified food 
and 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 poisons and they injected our animals with all of these things too so it is and always was infection by injection so the good news for your listening audience is stop if the fda says it do the opposite APO is not FDA approved. It does not meet the 2004 FDA Botanical Drug Guidance Act. See, I made these drugs and I know. And that's why that picture is 2006. Why is that picture 2006? Because we were showing the natural products, how to cure disease, how ivermectin works, how serumin works, a reverse transcriptase inhibitor. The first publication was 1960. That's why I show you Magic Johnson. Why did Magic Johnson test positive? That means antibody positive. That means he's immune. They're flipping around these tests. This is this is so criminal. And 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 the band played on. And it, I mean, it's just silence equals death. This is the the grace and the gift of God and Mickey Willis and everybody else who stepped up there like you and your team in 2012 and never gave up listening to me as I try to explain this. You couldn't possibly explain this because it's the lie that's so big. The truth about cancer, 2019, October. 12th. Look at my talk. It's detailed in the first chapter of the second half of Ending Plague. And what was in my talk? Oh, look at this. Here's John Coffin. He put an accompanying article in the Science Journal, the same journal our paper came out. A new virus for old diseases and then talked about chronic inflammation. And, and on the left-hand side, the July 22nd, 2009, we submitted our science paper May 4th, May 6th, one of those, now, whatever it was. Cancer, cancer, if you don't mind me asking, that's uh, 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 that's Ty Bollinger, right? Uh, Correct. Ty and Charlene. And, and what did Charlene. they do? They silenced them because Dr. Daniel Newsom and the company's organics with two X's, they were making supplements and, and, and food and showing you through all their work how to use food as medicine. They were doing what we were doing with all their brilliance. And, and, and again, the government went after them and created a rift. So, yes, in, in Anaheim, California, Bobby Kennedy was at the meeting, and so was Del Bigtree at the Truth About Cancer, October 12th of 2019. And I showed you every bit of this. Oh, a new disease. This is XMRV2. This is Omicron. This was announced by Gary Owens, a cardiologist at the University of Virginia, November 10th. 2009 functional forgeries plagiarism look at the look at the um the kids with autism this was a this was september 7 2010 look at the families of the xmrvs and mom with lymphoma and then chronic fatigue syndrome look at itp look at mantle cell lymphoma look at myelodysplasia Look at thymoma. They told us the only XMRV was the infectious clone called VP62, which was a Frankenstein clone. It was made from biopsies from three different men, and it's in all our book. Go look at Joe DeRisi's TED Talk. Joe DeRisi at UCSF. Remember, this all started in California when Tony Fauci said women 
except for prostitutes who actually are women, couldn't get HIV AIDS. Look at ending plague in the Institute of Medicine. The Institute of Medicine, which used to be called the National Academy of Sciences, which John Coffin is a member, which means this is an ethical violation. All of this is an ethical violation to the point of you. it makes what Professor Gay did look like child's play. Yeah, look at her. Who and why? That was the first slide or maybe the second of my talk on, on October 12, 2019. Agency heads are scared to death if XMRV works out. What do they mean works out? Means there's a lot of variants and some of them cause autism and some of them cause ALS and Parkinson's disease. And some of them lie indolent until you get hit on the head enough. To, to destroy you, they cause you to, to go into rage, into psychosis. There's no such thing as mass formation psychosis. They injected the disease-causing entity. There's no such thing as chronic Lyme disease. It's HIV, and it always was. It was called neuroaids, but Fauci had a little problem. He said women couldn't be infected unless they're prostitutes. You know, and Franker said, he's like, oh man, they're human. All animals have retroviruses. Fauci told, Coffin told Fauci, I mean, Coffin told Frank Rossetti in 1975, not bothering to look for human disease associated retroviruses because they don't exist. Well, we have an entire immune system, a virome that protects us all the way back to snake venom. That's Syncytin is what you're looking at in that picture. Syncytia, S-Y-N-C-Y-T-I-N, fuse cells together so the message of the spike protein can pass from cell to cell, cell-associated versus cell-free transmission. We did every bit of that in our science paper. How can I have no PCR product here in Patient number 1118, look how much spike, it's envelope, look how much spike protein is cell free in that human being's blood. They were variants all along. There was far more than one strain and this is the problem the variant tells you the parasite because your immune system responds this is so criminal and look at it here's the paper that Oops. they let gary okay. owens publish and i'm going to say let gary I, owens publish can i back up just one second here sure. why is california california Torino, why is california so important uh in this 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 thing this criminal conspiracy why well california's ground zero ucsf stanford we know you know we know what happened at stanford we know how they shut down you know um we we know how they shut down stanford they they caused aids they killed mickey willis's brother and his mother with the hepatitis b vaccine HIV never was LAV. That's why I showed you that. 
and silence equals death. Well, I might well have a big mouth, but um, my mom taught me silence equals death. She's a Cherokee, or was. This was the LAV isolation. This electron microscope was not HIV. They, I couldn't get the red mark out of there, or I would have fixed that fit, that. Fit picture, but I'm trying to show you how the literature, the scientific literature is criminally fraud. And the gatekeepers on the scientific literature are the, the opinion papers like this. This was our paper in that journal. It was submitted May 4th, 2009. We had the July 22nd invitation only meeting right there. Look at all the names. All of those people knew exactly what was going on and who was named in that newspaper article in Ventura in 14 when I did what they told me to do, talk to nobody but my lawyer or my husband or the next time they would kill me. That's what they told David Noldy. My, my name is Noldy. They, 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 they kidnapped David Mikovits and murdered him in that hospital and murdered him. December 1st, 2021, in order to try and put the final nail in my coffin, John Coffin. But it isn't happening because you got an ego and, and we've got the film of him admitting on film. And many, many, many lawyers know it. Many, many lawyers know it. They censored the film. You know, it has to be censored or a whole bunch of doctors are going to kill themselves. But Bobby knows and Trump knows. And, and that's why they have to be kept off the ballot, because we'll go after every one of them. Every one of them. These are, so, this is, you know, what are these diseases? So, you know, you know, you're stating here that President Trump knows about everything that you're talking about. He's now been made fully aware. He knew our book in the beginning. He talked a great length to, to Mickey Willis. He's never talked to me, but he knows. President. And so does Bobby. Bobby wrote the beautiful review. Look at the last chapter of Plague of Corruption. Mm. It says the last chapter in the book on August 29th of 2019. I started writing Plague of Corruption August 29th of 2014. 14. You know why? Because that's when I saw William Thompson confess. That's when I saw a page of his notebook. And I called Gannick and Lively. And the page of his notebook from Brian Hooker. And this is Bobby Kennedy and Brian Hooker's latest book. And we've got all the data. California. Because that was the gays. That's how they killed the gays the first time. They made them get if they were in a um, susceptible group, gay men, IV drug users, and prostitutes. So why were athletes injected with these deadly viruses? So we could kill the best and the brightest. And on the first day of life, do you know that same hospital, that protocol killed my husband? That same hospital went two by two with the nurses in the 90s and forced when when parents didn't give consent for their newborn to get those shots the, the hbv shot they forced two by two the nurses if you didn't shoot them if you didn't inject them when their parents didn't give them permission then the then you lose your job 
And the nurse told me that, thank God, after our book came out. And, and we've got all the proof. That's the hospital, St. John's in Oxnard, injected without parents' knowledge a black part of California, Oxnard, injected every single one of them. Well, that says no biopsy, and that okay. says no autopsy. Now you're saying that they and uh, they they were deliberate. They were intending to kill the gays. Is that correct? And, and give and spread AIDS and make it like it's our behavior, and make it look like black men and athletes are promiscuous. Look what they just said. Why did you inject athletes? They're not gay men, IV drug users, or prostitutes. So why did they? Magic Johnson was engaged. You got to kill the best and the brightest. They experimented in Dartmouth. Those biosafety level two labs. Watch the high wire from last week. By unintended release. We'll go back to what this was about. The Wuhan. Yeah, oh, they shipped it over there. It wasn't unintended. They put it in a FedEx box because USPS is unlawful, isn't it? You know, I'm, I'm just telling you, these people planned this and they got caught in 2009. H1N1. Ebola of 14. The book is called Called for Life by Kent and Amber Brantley. Ventura, California, the Christian missionary that stopped Fauci and Obama from killing and the CDC from killing, they already killed 21,000 Liberians. But the Dr. John who headed up that Christian team, and he's right here in Ventura, and he heads up Ventura County Healthcare. He could tell that the Ebola was aerosolized. Who did that work? I did in the 90s. I showed you the cytokine storm of Ebola and published it. It was in my Academy of Nutritional Medicine talk that I gave on April 5th, 2020. I showed all of this. I For more than 12 hours, James Grunvig and I sat there with the Epoch Time scientists. And if you look at the end of Joshua Phillips' film, it was released on April 8th before our paper came out. Why did they hold the publication of Plague of Corruption until April 14, 2020, when it was in press October 12th of 2019? Well, you had a whole lot of swamp cleaning to do, didn't you? Because we had to take, you know, this whole thing has to go down. The 1986 Act, all liability, all products, and all informed consent. Informed consent, not another needle, not another injected, not another pill. Don't go in a drugstore with a pharmacy in it. See, it's on all Americans right now. I can do no more. I've done everything I possibly can, and I talk, you know, twice a day, every day. I can do no more. All I can do is try to get somebody to understand. I handed Troy Flake in the entire DOJ of Nevada the hard drive on um, March 16th, 2017. We sat in Jason Chabot's office in Congress. The we is Del Bigtree, Bobby Kennedy, Mom, uh, Michelle Ford, Riz Islam, Paximune, 
not Paxlovid, that's poison. That's ivermectin with fluoride. Paximmune is type one interferon from cows. It should have stopped all of this. And the FDA stopped us from giving, keeping our, our animals and our food supply healthy. All of this is and always was genetically modified is not of God. That's why the first slide in this talk was thanks to my pastor, Rob McCoy, because this is he handed me when I did, couldn't understand how to put the cookies on the, on the bottom shelf, which is explain it simply, according to Rob. He said, Judy, have you ever seen Darwin's thesis? Yeah, I, said, well, I thought, well, yeah, you know, the origin of the species by means of natural selection. They want you all to think it's natural. They, they naturally evolved. Yeah, over 1,200 years because you put it all in a bat cave and called it the CIA in Reston, Virginia. You know, it says, or the preservation of favored races in the struggle for life. Wait a minute. We're made in the image of God. There is no struggled life and there's no favored race. You don't get to kill the black people so you can live. You don't get to stay. Where is that written, what you just uh, recited? It's right there. Or the preservation of favored races in the struggle for life. That's Charles Darwin's original page. It came from Texas, and Rob McCoy gave it to me. And on that day in 2022, I said, of course, of course. And all we had to do was go back again through all the documents. The last chapter of Plague of Corruption, we saved all the samples. We saved every single manufacturing plant. I've got every cell line. I've got the antibodies. And, and, and we shipped those along with the hard drive, along with everything. Two, we gave them to the Ninth Circuit Court in Reno, Nevada. That's the, how, the who and the why. The who and the why was agency heads are scared to death if XMRV works out. Mm. What does it mean works out? Here they are. They're at the NIH Criminal Center in 2011. Oh, right after they jailed me, kidnapped me, held me political J6 style and, and threatened my husband. Find the ransom and deliver it. Never say another thing or you never see her again. You know, this is the United States of America, not the United States of Corporation. Agency heads. Who's who is Suzanne Vernon? Oh, she was she was the lobbyist in a patient committee. She worked 22 years or 21 years for the CDC, and she conveniently left. And Ian Lipkin, oh, Ian Lipkin got $34 million what, what for this study. I, I need to ask, what happened when you gave this evidence to the Reno, uh, the federal court, I assume? Nothing. Hmm. They covered it up. Wow. Troy Flake, April French, Mike Solari of the FBI, April um, French was also in the FBI. Nothing. Hundreds of thousands of pages of documents, just like Senator William Posey, who covered up the 100,000 pages of documents in 2014. And that's why Obama and Fauci had to kill 21,000 Liberians with their little vaccine, that, that, that their little Ebola outbreak came straight out of Fort Detrick. Because I know the cytokine storm, I made the cell line. 
and I published it and I published it in the 90s. So they had to fire me on September 29th. That's the last day of the fiscal year. I'm getting of 20, uh, 2011. And I'm getting, and I'm get, I've got, you know, lots of grants in, in only five years, start to finish from conception, from an idea in my head. I co-founded, built the labs, built the safety level in to isolate these viruses and associate them with the disease. Five years start to finish. Not only had a diagnostic test for any variant in any stage of the disease, here, this is what they did. And, you know, had had the cures because we know the cause. You can't inject animal mRNA, DNA, and protein. Not since 1986 did they ever clean up a single vaccine. Did they ever obey the law? Did they ever do a placebo-controlled study? This, there's not a warp speed to science. It takes decades to get something approved as a drug. You test everything you, you add to a, to a cocktail. This is a boatload of mouse viruses put into the blue vat of monkey viruses and injected directly into the most vulnerable at the most vulnerable time in their life. When epigenetics, when your epigenetics resets, that's the X chromosome, that's the protection of your genome with your God-given virome. Here's the paper that I was looking for all day. Oh, retrovirology, September 22nd, 2009. What did I show you? I just showed you September 10th. Um, oh, when we in 2000 and at September 10th in 2010, when we had the first invitation only workshop to show all of this, we, we had XMRVs across the world. I have every one of these documents, every one of them. I have the abstracts. You see, they thought they got everything when they locked down my lab on September 29th, fired me. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, fortunately, my husband's a personnel director. So he said, you get her to say why she fired you. She fired me she, because she was irritated um, because I told her to go out to yourself. Um, you know, I'm tired of criminals whose kids got well and millions were poisoned. Kids got well on oral therapies. We have oral immunizations. Okay. We have all kinds of immunizations right. and the taxpayers paid for it. All right. How, you know, unintended spread of a biosafety level two recombinant retrovirus. Here's no, the XMRVs we isolated were not spread by a recombinant virus. They were injected. We never did inject the plasmid. People don't have to worry about their molecular contaminants. This is what McKernan shows on the back slide. Dr. McKernan is just You're showing saying, you. Can I, can I ask you a question? You say unintended yeah. release, but it seems like all of their work is, is very evil and intentional. Uh, they want to they kill people. Why do you keep saying unintended related? Well, correct. And look at where this paper came from. Germany. We just talked about what happened to Reiner. We were showing everybody this in this Crimes Against Humanities tour. 
Germany. Yeah, we know what they did, and we have the cures. You know, it, it's it's not unintended, and it wasn't a recombinant virus. They were natural isolates, and they have to be injected. David Martin is exactly right. They must be injected. They are bioweapons. They spread through families and cultures. Vitamin D is not something you drink. Vitamin D is something the sun you make. Your own body makes it. If a black person drinks vitamin D, they'll shut down their immune system. If white people do eventually, they'll shut down their immune system. There is nothing, nothing in medicine or the literature today that is anything other than criminal fraud. Look at the date of that. And they held our paper until August, I mean, sorry, until October 23rd of 2009. While they published this garbage as quickly as they could, they made SARS-CoV-2 in 2004. They made the Flunami, the pandemic strain of influenza in 2004 in government, U.S. government labs right there at Fort Detrick. How did those viruses get into a bat cave in a paper published, submitted October 31st of 2011, when they thought they had everything out of my lab and they could just tell you a different story. They're covering up their liability. They're liable for every single vaccine injury since 1986. Um, look at the Look at the foreword in our first book, Plague, brilliant by Hillary Johnson. It says, a disease to affect the economy of nations. In the UK, it was Jonathan Stoy who co-authored that one new virus, How Many Old Diseases? Oh, Jonathan Stoy, a little welcome trust? Oh, oh yeah, and your student, now a professor, was the second reviewer on our paper. We know every single one of them, and they admitted it. They admitted this cover-up when our blood supply was contaminated for 30 years. Magic Johnson never got AIDS because Magic Johnson never got another shot. It says in 2016, in, 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 in a slide I adapted, I keep trying at the Clay Clark meetings to show you. Every one of those are on our website at the real Anthony, uh, sorry, the real drjudy.com. But it shows you the criminal fraud in, 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 and what they want you to think in this literature. Any any paper that opens up with SARS-CoV-2, the causative agent of COVID, and the vaccine saved millions, every single author on that paper should be arrested and put in jail. It's criminal fraud. SARS-CoV-2 didn't cause anything. It was injected in every polio vaccine since 2004. Four. Why do you think everybody tested positive? But they wouldn't test positive if they spit for the PCR test in a cup, like I did in those studies, in that science paper. That science paper was the best description of the first ever isolation of a new family of retroviruses. And they're the only family that infects every cell of the body, including the sperm and the egg. And they're called gamma retroviruses. And hey, you know, all you have to do to cure all of this, 
to cure the cancer. We've got the patent for the cure, too. That's a company called Omnitura Genius in a botanical, botanical drug guidance act product line that I consulted with. I consulted with them from 2005 until 2000, um, until 2019 when, you know, when all of this stopped because vaccine court didn't have a single case after COVID because that now they had to cut it all down. We in plague of corruption, you will see our credentials and what we did. Cytokine storm, cytokine storm, cytokine storm. We showed you every single one of the causes of these diseases and how we could stop every single one. I don't care which parasite it is. God's got this. He gave us an immune system, and all we have to do is use it. Hmm. And our brains. Stop injecting anyone, and never should anybody be injected on the first day of life. I'm angry. Those parents have no idea what happened to their kids. No idea. They were lied to. When you watch these are, fraudulent TV commercials. Are, are they continuing this propagation? I'm just continuing in these labs. Um, uh, you yes. know, worldwide, you know, Ukraine. Uh, I mean, they pretty much offshored this work, correct? The same fashion. Correct, but it's right here in our laboratories in Stanford. They're not biosafety level two. Our kids, there was an outbreak in Dartmouth. These kids are in institutions, their lives were destroyed. At our colleges, at Harvard, at Columbia, these postdocs, these students, these, these MDs, working in these labs in order to get in medical school, they're all sick. Cause now they're all, there's no such thing as an asymptomatic carrier. Your infection is not your disease. It's the expression of it. They hurt my own family. They continue to hurt my own family. And we're kept from the cures when we have them. And that's the problem. Every biosafety level two, Harvard, Columbia, Yale, Fort Detrick. Thank God I took the deadly retrovirus in 1983 because I couldn't stand to count colonies in TGF beta assays. You know, it's all in our book, Ending Play. If you listen, if everyone in earshots just sits down and listens to that book. Don't worry about how they say the names. You just won't know who the people are. And that was intentional. You know, that book was censored since 2021. Bobby Kennedy's book, The Real Anthony Fauci, came out after that. And it had no mention of the XMRVs. Notice how COVID is XMRV. You know, unintended spread of a biosafety level two. I made this slide. Actually, Kent Heckenlively made this slide. And we presented it in Autism One. Mike Hugo, Brian Hooker, and I presented in, in Autism One in May in Chicago in 2016, a study in corruption. Brian Hooker, me, and Mike Hugo. We showed exactly what the government did. This, the government is spreading this through our universities. If parents don't hear me and take these kids out of this scam called these universities, get them out of there, they're killing your kids. Wow. And your grandkids, get them out of there, and 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 don't pay taxes, don't pay health insurance, don't pay. This is criminally fraudulent literature coming from our money. Those people are making nine hundred thousand dollars a year, 
Oh, go go find out what John Calkin. Just take the just take the the FBI. Is there anybody left? Just go round up John Calkin, Ian Lipkin, and arrest them and charge them with murder. And Michael Bush too. Michael Bush, the head of the Blood Systems Research Institute in California. It was the blood supply in California. California, California, Newsom, the gays. Remember the movie Pandemic. You know, a scholar, you know, and, and, and a scholar's obligation in an age of corruption is, is the title of Frank Rossetti's book. And a scholar's obligation is to not only produce the knowledge, knowledge. It's not a theory and it's not my opinion. A PhD is fact. They're the while I was held there. And he didn't know who I was, where I was, because they had no Noldy anywhere. They, there was no Mikevitz. I mean, this is the whole thing. They went after Mikevitz. Um, and when I left the cult of scientism, when I got married October 7, 2000, I didn't leave the National Cancer Institute until May 11, 2000, and, um, and won. And so the, the intellectual property belonged to um, the National Cancer Institute, Mikevitz and Rossetti. And that's why the Whittemore Peterson Institute had to get the National Cancer Institute off that patent uh, for the PCR detection. It's the test that's all the money. So my David, when he ransomed me out of jail, I was pretty mad at him for the whole 11 years. Yeah, there's the patent, April 6, 2010, for the variants of the XMRV, scroll to the bottom. What that means is I know the spike protein. SARS-CoV-2 is an XMRV. It's part retrovirus, HIV, XMRV, and SARS. We know that. And, 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 and David Martin says this very well. The variants, I know the envelope sequences. Ah, but right after I got out of jail in 2011, I was forced to go to Nevada and turn myself in for being in possession. I was in possession of nothing. They held a trial while I was held in jail. You know, this is all, see, here's, it's all of it. We know the spike proteins. We know the sequence of the poison. We know every single one of them. We know the parts that they changed. This was my whole life's work. So David, I, I got mad at him most, most of the 11 years or so after I was released November 22nd of 2011 and before they killed him almost to the day in 2021. Um, the, uh, it's, it's, it's a great God story, but um, in the hospital, David, you know, Jesus showed up, David came back to life. We just loved him back to life. It's a great story. But um, uh, he, uh, one of the last things he said was, of course, I made a copy. What do you think? I'm an idiot. He was the personnel director from hell. He was good. <laughs> so he conned me. Um, but I, I would have hit him when he was dying. <laughs> so I'm like, and I just like, you're kidding and I get, I get to Godspeak Church where behind three locked doors are all the boxes because I needed security. And so Godspeak Church gave me a home for all of this important data that nobody will ever get to. I opened one of the boxes and there was a note. He used to call himself Huggy Bear. So there was a note that said, they told me not to keep a copy. And I looked at the rest of the box and it was the originals. I have the originals of everything can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt. 
including everything. It's it's all right there, and 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 we've got it in the. We've got them in the freezers. We've got them in the labs. We had, he said, you know, and, and so my David always does exactly what, you know, he's a man of integrity. He made a vow and he kept that vow. He ransomed me out of jail and we got 11 more years together or I would have been killed by the Fauci's and the, the, the team, you know, Whittemore and Reed. That you know, it's it's all in our you book. They tried really hard Reed, to kill us. Reed, Harry Reed was involved in this, and absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt, he and the he and the Clintons. That's why I keep going to 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 Nevada, the Ninth Circuit Court, who went after Trump, the Ninth Circuit Court. The Ninth Circuit Court knew damn well what was going on. Harvey Whittemore, the lobbyist, you know. There it is. And Perkins Coy saying, oh, hey, by the way, you're not allowed to. Thank you for your give. check, dear friends, Mr. Gonna, David Noldy. Well, we're going to have David to split Nolde, this up because check. we're going to basically, on your behalf, split up that money because it's a violation of law. Correct. Wow. Thank you, Perkins Coy. You know who they are, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're the Russia, Russia, Russia collusion. Hillary Clinton person. can't do anything about it at this point in time, but no. hopefully, um, wow. hopefully uh, again, okay. um, I, I, I know, I know Bobby has a hard drive. I, I, I know where, I mean, all the, the government has the hard drive. Just go find Troy Flake. He was assistant attorney general in 2017. We had a meeting with him and half the government. There were 10 people around that table. And they knew everything I showed them about the tax fraud of Harvey Whittemore. We have we have a FCA. I filed a RICO case with Mike Hugo writing most of it in in on in November of 2014. They kept it under seal until 19 before deciding I wasn't a whistleblower under seal for six years, you know, and so they could create all this five and a half years. I couldn't even say I had a case or my lawyer and I would have been held in contempt of court. Sealed documents. They thought they would all go away. But, you know, but God has a sense of humor. <laughs> my David's the best in the world as far as, as a personnel made, director. Have you made this, uh, what you said about what David told you and the the, the, the file boxes, have you made that public before? No. Well, it, it is actually in, I've, I've, I've talked obtusely with um, Polly Tommy on Christmas Eve. I was on the show with children self-defense i i wait um the one time i was going to reveal all of it i tapped bobby and just said bobby can i copy you on this email and he said judy less is more he said okay you can copy me but less is more so what i did was never send that email so i i listen when somebody tells me and 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 um we don't talk to each other i rarely text bobby i knew i needed it when david died and he got the autopsy from hell that proves no matter how sick you are 
no matter how sick you are, you weren't spreading any RNA viruses. What's the central dogma of molecular biology? That DNA is written into mRNA in the nucleus. It is exported to the cytoplasm where it's post-translationally post modified and transcribed. 90% of the mRNA is never translated into proteins. When a man is dead, he's making no more RNA. You can show the test is positive. I interviewed the coroner or whoever it was, the pathologist in Los Angeles, couldn't get an autopsy in Ventura, it was illegal. I said to Bobby, I'm not leaving this room because my husband's best friend was a mortician. And I had control of that body. <laughs> for every second oh, I, and, and, I mean God is good all the time oh, yeah. and so I, at I the end you. of the day I, it, it's now written in a document exactly what happened in an insurance claim which I filed on December 1st um, and um, please don't show the names on that form because we um, we uh, when when um, Rob, when when Pastor Rob McCoy had the conversation, um, the only thing he was asked was not to make it political. And so Judy Noldy is not a political human being. Um, and um, but the Mike of its name is not a good one. OK, now uh, emphasize and we're going to we're going to conclude. I, I need to bring you back on. I have to please, um, if you would come back. I'm honored to come on. When I said, had you made this information public before, the information that David had given to you, you said, and he put a, a note in there that's such a beautiful story. What information is contained in those boxes? Just generally tell the listening audience what you have. I have all of the cell lines that manufacture all of the viruses. So we can show you exactly which shot had which virus and when they entered our population like i mentioned SARS-CoV-2 was 2004 and so was the the pandemic strain of influenza was cloned in 2004 this is the work of and this was first um brought to my attention by john cullen and jason goodman on his show in September. September 20 of, of, I would say, um, 2020. So very early on in the game, I went on and John, John Cullen showed me the book, um, which was actually on my shelf. And, and the book was called by John M. Barry, The Great Influenza. And you see the cytokine storm, it's like, oh man, you know, because it's just like the books are all there. The censorship in the media is spinning everything to tell you a different story. So it's really important that the people, number one, get that garbage off our TV, um, all of it. Every one of these commercials is criminal fraud. So I showed it at Clay Clark. In, in Las Vegas and in Tulare, California last week. We showed it at Clay Clark with General Flynn um, back in September of 2022. Um, we've done everything we can to show people, but uh, of course they they censor these events and and they especially they especially my language is confusing because nobody speaks it nobody knows basic okay. biochemistry that's okay that's that's okay I, and i've come to 
not navigate around it, learn as much as I can. And I mean, this, this, this is an explosion of, and we're so on, I'm so honored that you come on my show and have talked so much about this. I'm going to bring you back on and, uh, you know, uh, you, you, I want you to be, I want you to be safe, of course. Um, yeah, I do. Oh, I'm you fine. Say, hey, I, I mean, it's, it's fine. God knows. Yeah. God knows what I'm going to say. He always mm-hmm. has. <laughs> I try as hard as I can to, um, and, and again, the, the, the names just, I, I have a redacted form that I can send you. Um, I'll, I'll try to text it in, in through emails. I, if you have a Threema account, or, or something like Skype, I can upload large documents. These are very large files because every time I learn something new, I have some great friends um, that dig into this. They know how to use a Wayback Machine. They can show you everything that was done. So, um, and, and again, I have to talk to Kent Heck and Lively because I want that film. I, I want the film that 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 has those three men: Lipkin, um, uh, Coffin, John Coffin, and Michael Bush admitting Michael Bush controlled the blood supply. The blood supply was contaminated, heavily contaminated. These things. It have always, there's no such thing as an asymptomatic carrier unless it came, was injected. A blood supply is a transfection. The blood supply, a transfusion, is injecting these things directly into your blood. They continued to let cancer, you know, people with neuroimmune diseases like, like Lyme disease, they continued to let them give blood on purpose and we showed you how to clean up the blood supply with a company called cirrus c-e-r-u-s go follow the money with cirrus find out how much money they paid harley whittemore the university of nevada ken hunter these are criminals these professors that took these grant monies i guarantee you Fauci has paid the whittemores through grants or something else to nevada or funded or through this company cirrus tens of millions of dollars since 2011. I guarantee you these professors are being paid. I guarantee you they're being covered. You know, all we have to do is watch John Coffin laugh on film. Of course I reviewed it. What, and what's the name of that? What's the name of that film? You can't peer review a paper and then tell the world it says something else and then do everything you can to hold up the publication while you off all your crimes and publish unintended spread of biosafety level agency heads are scared to death if xmrb works out every one of them robert redfield and um deborah burks injected hiv into the military in the Gulf War. That grant was on my desk. When they took everything off my desk and out of my office and fabricated a crime and broke in Watergate style the day I was fired standing on the street can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt I never went back there. They thought they got everything. They didn't they didn't count on my student Max. And my student Max was doing an experiment and he caught them in the act. He lost his career as well. Wow. I'm going to bring you back on. I thank you so much. Um, I thank you so much. Wow. Thank you. You guys, um, I say you guys, everybody needs to spread this. Our editors are going to, uh, we're going to extract 
a couple of key statements here. There's a lot to unpack. Um, you know, and, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm coming out of the interview with a little bit of, a, you know, um, a subdued uh, emotional feeling. You know why? Because of these kids have no idea what's being done to them. That's probably one of the most disturbing things, you know. And these We're, parents, please, 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 parents, don't go in a grocery store with a pharmacy in it. This stuff is all in your food. They dip your eggs in chlorine and everything goes in them. Everything, everything. This appeal that they're spraying on your food is, is destroying your food. Going don't go in a grocery the, store with a pharmacy in it. With a pharmacy, what? Well, having the pharmacy there uh, near. But they're giving all these flu vaccines around the, the shedding and the spreading. They were all, you know, get your free flu shot. The poor people get, you know, oh, free with most insurance plans. They're shedding coming from the vaccines that are in the pharmacy. All of them, always. It was infectious and transmittable. In 2011, when they knew they could set it, the paper is called Zang, and it is in the rest. That, that Crimes Against Humanities talk is on our website, as are every talk, every piece of data. I'll give you every interview for the original books, my legal defenses. I'll give you what my lawyer said. I'll give you what Travis Middleton, the, 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 the black guy in Plandemic, that said, no, Judy was never you know, charged with a crime. You know, that's when the comedian said, oh, if you're fact checkers, who is Ivan Oransky, quack watch and retract watch? Oh, this guy should be in jail too. No, I trust your credibility. Okay, now I go down to Kroger and and is there a way to detect at the pharmacy if there's a shedding? Is there a way to even detect that? <laughs> Those sensors, that Lidos machine <laughs> in the airport. Yeah, because I've got I've gotten into it with the um, uh, with the pharmacist here in my local pharmacies. I want to get. Just don't uh, go. Charge huh? him. Charge him with medical malpractice. Mm. Give him an insurance claim. Just don't go. Yeah. Go to your farmer's market. Go to your local merchants. Don't shop there. Look how quickly you can take down Walmart or Bud Light. Get our grandparents. Go. You cannot go to Costco. You cannot go to Costco. They're poisoning your food. And they wow. know it. Wow. This is this whole government has to come down. You know, this pharmacopoeia, you know, yes, everything they're shooting around the store. Again, every shot since 2009 has been an mRNA COVID shot. Every flu shot, every polio shot, they're all mRNA manufactured synthetic synthetic biology listen to Elon Musk what was the silver lining oh we learned a lot about um, synthetic biology and how to transfer these synthetic viruses between people yeah how do you do it you put on a mask and suffocate them you put on, you, you, you make it humidified, 5% CO2. 
Oh, just like that incubator where we grow ourselves. Humidify. You humidify your face. The hand sanitizer puts micro cuts. Don't use hand sanitizers. You know how easy it is to fix this? Soap and water and and get your have a covid party invite all your friends over and get yourself naturally boosted and use all of the natural products we have on our website made by hundreds of manufacturers in something called get healthy store we've cured we've healed we've cured cancers we've healed autisms we know how autism would spectrum disorder we know how to do this the only thing you have to do is walk away from Satan and, and join Jesus. That's it. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. We're going to end on that now. We are. All right. We'll see you the next time. I'm going to plan something and I'm going to unpack some of what we got, not some of all of this, what we discussed. Thank you so much. God bless you. I'll, I'll send you. a redacted version so that that those names aren't on that page with David's autopsy, because those men were good men who admitted they made a mistake. Okay, absolutely. God men who admitted they made a mistake. What is the name of the FBI agent you gave that disc to? I'll find his name. Mike Solari is what comes to mind, but there was a second FBI agent. I'll tap David Poland and ask him. Okay, thank you. I'll, I'll find the, the receipt. I got the receipt. God bless you. <laughs> they thank gave you. the receipt for it. Thank you so much, Dr. Judy. Okay.